hello, and welcome back to Two Bit Radio in 2021. Yeah. Holy shit. A whole year has passed. A whole year has passed. There was there was, the there was a good first week of 2021. All of Twitter were tweets like, "Haha, I haven't showered f- since last year." I haven't pooped since 2019. Uh. <laughs> you know, I 2021 has had a strong start. It's been it's it's been pretty it's been alright. It's been pretty wild. Like I on the first week someone tweeted out on Friday and that sends the first week of twenty twenty one and I was like feels like it's been a month. Yeah. Now we're nearing the the fucking the end of January. Uh yeah. <laughs> I've been playing some video games. Dead, what? I've been playing some video games. Oh yeah, what video games have you been playing? So I'm thinking, um, uh, there's some, some stuff I've played this year, some stuff that I want to play catch up on since last year, because we didn't talk about, we didn't get to do this last episode because, almost the last week, but we're doing it bi-weekly now. Yeah. Um, that we missed last time because it was all fucking game awards. Um, but yeah, want to fucking kick it off with the last game that I, or the second last game that I played on stream, which was Control. I finished that, Mm. the base game at least. Ooh, I'm mixed on Control. Ooh, I'm so mixed. Yeah. Like in the end, I, in my, um... Ratings sheet. I slapped it down like as like a s- strong six point five out of ten. I mm. think I think I'm happy with that. It's, it's uh, control is a game that I adore in concept, but wish it was any genre, but the genre it is. Yeah, I fe- we've we've talked about control a bit before. Uh, I mentioned it, but like I've, I think I talked about when I was still in progress of playing it. Um. I think you are a lot. You were generally a lot more positive on it than me. I and like when I finished it, it was the most disappointing game I'd played that year. That ending is fucking. Terrible. I was real upset when I just finished it. It's that... it's it's not super fresh in my mind, um, like everything that happened. But yeah, as you said, like, I the gameplay wasn't good. For any of it. The gameplay was pretty bad. For the whole thing. <laughs> and when I hit when I hit credits, I feel like I thought I had missed something. Like I thought well, I had I I was lacking crucial information that it's I had accidentally skipped a cutscene. <laughs> well, you kind of were because the DLCs continue the story. Yeah, because just in case you have, you don't know, if you haven't seen the VODs, the whole last bit of the game where you're leading up to the big finale, you're, you're doing some shit with your brother, you found your brother, he's a spooky bald man in a fucking 
Professor and then X the game cage. Throwing shit at you nonstop. Yeah, it's just a really long fight segment in the like in the performance dimension, but it still ran bad because that game's really poorly optimized. Uh, at least on on PS4, it ran like shit. Um, but there was there was a really weird moment, and I think if if you go back and watch it, you can fight, you can just feel my confusion radiating, because like you you fight enemies that are like of levels ostensibly, and like oh here's one when you start this like oh his enemies level one, and then you go up. I think but, but right before that you hit like level eight or something. I was like oh level, I'm I'm fighting them. I'm real strong. I can defeat them with my guns. And my telekinesis, and then we hit. We've we've entered the the final stretch, and they were like they were like level thirty five. I was like, holy fuck! How? What? What is this? Did I did I miss something? Was I supposed to grind for forty hours? And I shot one, and I did like most of his health in one shot. I was like, oh, my damage is super high. I'm really strong. But but so were they. <laughs> so yeah. it, it feels like the whole last bit, it just jumped into like Dante must die mode. Because I died in two hits from everything. So the question is, did you do any of the optional missions? I think I did a couple. I feel like I missed a lot. There was There were a lot of things where... There were some rooms where, like, oh, I can't enter it because there's the disturbance, and if I go in, I just take a bunch of damage and die. And I never figured out what to do with that. And by the end, someone, someone in chat, I think, was like, "It's like, hey, didn't didn't you figure out how to get past the 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 destruction rooms?" I'm like, "No, you have no fucking tell me. I don't, I don't know." So I think there were big bits that I just missed somehow. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of really big and actually kind of impressive missions that are completely optional in those areas. Hmm. Like, that have actually kind of crucial story bits. I, there was a weird bit. There was some point in the midpoint of the game, I like fell into what I think is an optional area because there were a bunch of enemies that were much higher level than me. And I got like a bit into it, uh, just playing really carefully and like picking them off at a distance. And I got a bit into it, then I aggroed a few too many of them and died, respawned, and went on the intended route and never returned. So I feel like the game wanted me to go back there when I was stronger, but I kind of forgot and also I couldn't find it. Because my sense of direction is not great. I don't think the map in that game was very good, so I could... I, and I didn't take notes, so I couldn't fucking find it again. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. Question. Yes. Did you get to the mines? Did you see the mine? There was a mine that was just in. Yeah, you went through a mine in the story. The I there mean, the a, one that has a, a uh, skybox. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay. that was a mandatory bit. I think you were, there was like a big door that they were opening, and I had to fight a bunch of enemies and open the big door and delve in to the something or other. 
Yeah, I the the game is it's a weird game because it's built like a Metroidvania, but the game refuses uh, to acknowledge that. Yeah, that was not apparent. Well, like, it, it, the game. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, like I it I got like the smell of Metroidvania sometimes, but it never. M- in a Metrovanius, you kind of naturally do that. Like, yeah. you kind of naturally go back to bits and, like, you backtrack and find new, new new things. But that kind of never happened just by itself, and I never went out of my way to do it. Yeah. Um, I think it, that makes... It feels like they wanted to make a Metrovania, but they didn't quite know how how to make it flow naturally, because that studio is used to, you know, Max Payne and Alan Wake. Mm. That kind of game. Where it's a... There's some... In some levels, there's a, some exploration, but it's mainly a very story-driven, linear experience. You don't. If you go to explore, it's because you're you're told that you should, or because you have to. Yeah. Whereas in control, there's a lot of areas where oh, to get here you need this ability from later in the game, but you never have to come back for any other reason, aside from this specific area that isn't marked. Or if you want to do extra missions. The game does have those, like, random uh, timed missions that pop up. Yeah, I didn't do those. Yeah. Because they were, they were dumb and boring. I, I did one, and it was really hard. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to fucking... They're like, oh, there's a hard enemy has spawned. Just go fight it. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to read about SCPs. This is fucking cool fridge I just found. I want to I want to talk to that. Like, no, like go do go do the MMO daily missions. The best parts of the game where it talks about the SCPs and how the Bureau actually works are all in side content. Yeah. All of that is side content. That That's like, that's weird because that's the best part about, that. that's the best thing about the game. Like, are these yeah. fucking sewer missions are, are wonderful. Hmm. Where Artie talks about his old enemy, the poop. <laughs> which is an SCP that is a pile of poo. Hell yeah. I dig it. It's great. <laughs> so stuff like like having to deal with all the fucking SCP breakouts in the containment wing. Hmm. Where there's like optional boss fights yeah it it's such a weird like partially just the abilities um i pretty much never used anything except like i i I think by the end i used the shotgun and the smg and pretty much just telekinesis everything because it did so much more damage than everything else like i i upgraded that super hard because it just killed, also, killed everything super fast. 
with the conversion ability, the game kind of becomes a joke. Which one's that? The one that lets you convert enemies into allies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used that a bit. That was that was kind of useful. It it's especially useful at the end part of the game because you need meat shields. Yeah, that was like I I just stand behind cover waiting for my health to regenerate. And I'm like, oh, there's there's an alone dude coming up and he can see. I'm gonna grab him. He's mine now. And then like he shoots someone and then hopefully kill someone and then die. Um. I wish that game hmm. was a different genre, because if it was, like, a, if it was a fucking, I don't know, uh, like, a detective game, it would have been the greatest. Yeah, if that, if it was, like, an adventure game, I'd be so into it. Like, if it was, if it was a, I, I made this comparison. I don't remember when. I think I was drunk. Um, I ranted about this for a bit. It may be, it, it was, I think it was on content, I don't remember where. I was like, because the world building is so strong and the SCPs are so interesting. Like, if this was like, someone took House of Leaves, the novel, and made like an adventure game that feels like how that reads, I was like, yeah, that, that, that would be the perfect game for the, for this. The game manages to make dry office documents be fucking riveting to read. Yeah, I just want to sit down and, like, flip through documents for 20 hours instead of doing, like, optional boss fights with bad combat and bad flying controls and annoying enemies that you can't telekinesis, so I had to switch to the sniper rifle to kill those from cover while everything else did a lot of lot of damage to me and killed me. There were there were a few rooms where I got really upset because I just died and I had to play so carefully. Otherwise I'd just get killed instantly. So I I, f I feel like the game wants to be more like cool and actiony. Like, because you got flying, and you got telekinesis, and you got all these things. But, like, you can never really play it very fast. Because then you just get shot by everything and killed. So I yeah. played it like fucking... Oh, I can't think of a game. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison. But I played it like fucking... Right, like, right. I played it like Sniper Elite. <laughs> Where I just, like... Like, this is where I stand. This is a safe spot. I've got cover from... 3.6 sides of my four I can pick off enemies slowly if anyone comes up to me I can quickly just telekinesis them I can get rid of the big guys and then we move on and then they're like oh you did it you cleared this level jump and fly to the next and I would fuck up the flying controls and fall to my death and have to restart uh. It was... I'm sad. I'm sad that I don't like that game as much as I want to. It's... it's annoying. I... I really wanted to like that game. There was... there's a... a, a video essay I've, I've referenced a few times. Um... I'll pull up the title now. Uh... Control... Haunted House. What's it fucking called? Yeah, it's called Control, Anatomy, and the Legacy of the Haunted House by Jacob Geller. It's a really good video. Um, if I ever write anything about Control, 
uh, which I might because I want to get into writing stuff. Um, like I'm not going to talk too much about like the uh, like kind of yeah the themes and the the oldest house itself because this video like does it perfectly and I I like it a lot. I'll just like go go here. I'll talk about the the gameplay and my feelings. Uh, but I don't. I, I was so disappointed in that game, and it's, 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 it's sad. It's, it's. I like talking. I like talking about bad games that I don't like. I don't like talking about bad games that I wish I liked, because <laughs> they just uh, make me upset. The the his part of the depressing thing is. If the ending was at least a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, there was... That ending is like a whole point off. Pretty much, yeah. And because I... uh, This was along with uh, RE2 make and uh, FF7 make um, were games I borrowed from the library. Uh, Which I have to return on like Tuesday. So, uh, yay. I, I fucking I I I'm so impressed. Side note, I'm so fucking impressed. I could just get these high-profile PS4 games from the library, and I That's pretty cool. Like I'll 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 double check because this was, this was very impressive. Yeah, I borrowed it in on the I borrowed the three of them on the fifteenth of October, twenty twenty. And mm-hmm. I like I could re- refresh the loan I think three or four times, and I I maxed all of them out. So now like, uh, the the due date to return them is the twenty seventh of January. So it's fucking. You can borrow games for like three months. It's pretty fun. like like cool. f- four. No, that's. Yeah, it's like f- three f- four months almost. It's very impressive. But yeah, it's, I, uh, 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 it's those are my feelings. Library. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just like, it's nuts that libraries have video games now. It's super cool. I've I've got um, uh, I checked it out recently. I. Uh, cause I'm, re- I'm returning these, I can, I can borrow three things at a time. I, you can borrow three games at a time or like three mm. media things. They can be, I think they can be games or movies. Um, so I'm returning these three. I'm like, what else can I do? I, I slapped a, a reservation on a few things. Uh, but like, it's like, Hey, no one's, no one's in the queue to pick up Resident Evil three make. So I'm just going to get that. Cause I don't have, I don't have to pay for it. And I really want to play that because RE2 was really good. I'll remind you before you get that that it's made by a different team. Oh. That's okay. I'll see what uh, I think about it. I'll bring Jacob along and do a, do another death stream. That was still so fun. Like- we, we fucking... We, we did RE2 in two streams. Hmm. It was very fun. Two eight-hour streams? That's the shit. RE2 make might be my... Favorite example of a remake done right, mm. because it nails the exact feeling of the original, while still being entertaining to like a good play, even if you know the original in and out. Yeah, 
Cause, see, because um, I didn't know the original at all. Uh, Jacob did. Jacob was very familiar. He was. I brought them along because they were the the res- the Resident Evil understander for that stream because uh, they were like big fans of the series and everything. Um, and it was, it was like as someone who n- knew nothing about it, I I fucking loved it. Like that game's like a fucking ten out of ten. That was fantastic. So it's, it's I I fucking love Resident Evil Two and uh, Two Make is an amazing remake and I can't play it. <laughs> oh no, I Mr. X being a constant thing stresses me out way too much. Mm. Because in the original, um, you could kill him in the encounters and he wouldn't appear until the next encounter. Yeah. Also, if we're, like in the original, he only like turns up in a few scenes and he's like scripted. Yeah. Like uh, he doesn't constantly chase you. The the whole thing of an enemy that constantly chases you is started in RE three because uh-huh. Nemesis would uh-huh. be a constant threat. I know vaguely of uh, I know I know slightly about that boy. Yeah. Which after you play RE three make, we're gonna need to talk about some of the stuff there. It's, we will. It's weird. And also, I, I am very sad that they're probably remaking RE4, because that game does not need a remake. Yeah, that's RE4 on the list to play. I'll, I'll play that after 3. RE4 is a game that would be hurt by getting remade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it could be pretty because and run on the PS5. The game is still really good looking. It kind of is. It look it it's held up very well. I watched. Uh, I don't think I watched a whole playthrough. I watched a big chunk of a playthrough a uh, long, long time ago. I was like, this game looks really playable. And yeah, I'm it, notorious like I'm quite sensitive to old games, like old games that I didn't play when when they were new. I struggle a lot to get into, but like RE4 looks really playable. RE4 looks and. In- plays really well because it's for a game from 2005 there's a reason why it was as big as it is and why it changed how Resident Evil games were from then on Mm. Uh, but it's also a game that if you change anything about either the writing, the tone or the voice acting would fall apart (laughs) Because that game is a perfect B movie. Mm. Um, it's I, it's barely a horror game. Um, it gets spooky at parts, but it's very much an action horror B movie. Okay. And I don't trust Capcom to not try and play it too seriously mm. if they remake it. Uh, see, because. What what I'm what I'm hearing is that like you you've played it and you're a, you're a fan ostensibly. Yeah. Do you think that like is this just you're going like oh the original's good keep it like it doesn't need remaking or do you think they could do like they could do an RE2 make and I... keep the kind of the feel and the the ethos of it while making it a lot fresher and cooler and like much more playable in 2020 whatever whenever it comes out um while still keeping everything that made it good i feel like 
in a remake, there's only one thing you can really make better about that game, and it's just give it the res the two make control scheme. Mm. But any other part of it doesn't need to be changed at all. Um, like, of course, yeah. the game isn't a perfect game. There's some parts where they're kind of weak, but they're kind of like the the it, Resident Evil games have a problem where they have a very strict formula. Yeah. And they have a tendency where the first zone is the best. Every area you get to after is a bit weaker. Okay. Um, RE4 has that same problem. Mm. And because it's a problem that is in every Resident Evil game, I don't think they'd be able to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't that. know how to fix it even now. And the writing for that game doesn't need changing. It doesn't even have... A lot of old Capcom games have a problem, have a kind of problematic shit in their writing. RE4 doesn't have that. So it didn't. It doesn't need even that to be changed. Oh. Um, well, that's good. The voice acting is great. It's lovely and cheesy and fits the tone perfectly. What are you buying? Yeah. And that's that's also... the that's the one RE4 thing I know. Thank you. I'll be here all week. It also doesn't take itself seriously, which I don't know any other Resident Evil game that actually doesn't take itself seriously. RE2 make takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Like that game is, which makes sense because up until RE4, Resident Evil was a serious horror franchise. Resident Evil 4 is, the, is one of the best games ever, but it also ruined Resident Evil for a long time. Which sucks. Yeah, they, they made 5 where you... It was a fucking co-op action game with... with Where the black people were the villains. Uh, I okay. uh, again, I watched, part, I watched a chunk of a playthrough. That game, I feel like if I sat down and played it, I'd be like, no, this is weird. Why is this game like this? <laughs> it, I'm okay from a purely gameplay perspective. Mm. RE5 isn't as bad as people say it is. It's just not as good as RE4. Okay, it's slightly worse than RE4. Story-wise, mm, mm. it has problems. Mm. But if we're talking about remaking Resident Evil games. They should remake the bad ones. That would be cool. Remake Code Veronica and Zero and Six. I've heard Six is bad. Six is fucking terrible. That's, that's like because like because uh, playing uh, RE two was my my first ever actual venture into Resident Evil. I think it was a good place to start because it's very very good. Um... But yeah, the the sort of the the things I knew about Ari Ari were like four is the good one, five looks like it has the energy of the the bit in Beyond Two Souls where Elliot Page is in Africa. Um, 
which was real dodgy. That bit was real, real dodgy. And yeah. I, I know that RE6 is the bad one. I didn't know anything about 3. Um, okay. And then there so, were a bunch of other ones. That I I played Revelations on the 3DS. I played the demo of Revelations on the 3DS. I thought that was very neat when I was Revelations. Eight. Revelations 2 is a really good game. Nice. Revelations 1 is okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly because that game goes off... One goes completely off the rails. Mm. After a certain point... Terra Grigia. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what that means, it, but sure. Okay, you know when a story at the ninety percent mark introduces something, and you're like, "How the fuck has no one mentioned this before?" This is, this changes the entire context of the universe this takes place in. Uh, yes. Do you care about spoilers for Revelations One? No. They introduce a floating city called Terra Grigia with a population of like multiple billions of people. Wait, sorry, say again. <laughs> they introduce a flying city called Terra Grigia with a couple with a population of multiple billions. Oh yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, Jacob told me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah, yeah that city is never mentioned again. It's never mentioned again. Resident Evil oh. games have a problem where they will introduce a plot element and then drop it immediately in the next game. Um, oh. But, yeah, it's... It's... It's it's weird. It's kind of... it. That story just kind of goes off the rails. Um... Also, the uh, a lot of Resident Evil games, half of them are bad. <laughs> I okay. Resident Evil is a franchise where half the games are fucking terrible, but the good ones are so good. Okay. Um. So, in terms of like games that are that. I would recommend, since you mentioned you want to play games in the franchise. Mm. Uh, starting with 2 is great. Resident Evil 2 is probably the best serious Resident Evil game. Okay. Even the original still is amazing. So it goes 2 make, then re- original I2. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 is probably one of the best video games ever made. Mm-hmm. That checks out with what what I've heard. Uh, Resident Evil Three Original is wonderful and a strong third place. Okay. The original Resident Evil, you can feel its age, but the remake is a really strong remake, and it's still a good Resident Evil game. It's also really short and pretty simplistic. Mm. Outbreak and Outbreak Two. Uh, multiplayer PS2 games. Alright. They were great. I don't know if it's possible to play them anymore. <laughs> I would love for them to be remade because they have a story and it's the good games. 
I will fight people on this. Resident Evil multiplayer seems weird. It seems like a Metal Gear Survive type thing. Does it's, that make sense? I, like just as yeah. as an outsider, it feels like a series that wouldn't do like multiplayer. It here's the thing though, those games came out in two thousand three. Ooh. So wow. the the they were PS two fucking PS two games. Um that's a PS2 ass PS2 game. I wish they had a remake. Uh, Zero is bad. Okay. Code Veronica is also bad and really slow. Cool. Um, Resident Evil Seven is good. Revelations Two is a great co-op game. Hmm. Really good. Everything else is kind of. Oh, that's a shame. Um, okay, five is okay. It's okay if, but just it's different. It's not. It's good, it's but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and then we like Umbrella Core and all the PvP multiplayer games are terrible, except except for um. The multiplayer mode in RE4 is amazing. Yeah. It's fucking good. It's basically Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's really good. That's weird, but I'm interested. Mercenaries is a really, that's a, just really, that's really a good. strange thing to say, but I kind of dig it. Capcom for a long time tried to bring uh, Monster Hunter to the West. That was one of their attempts. Oh. <laughs> um... Another one was Lost Planet, which is a really good game, and Lost Planet 2 is amazing, and then Lost Planet 3 is fucking trash. Oh, it's the Dead Space Syndrome. I, rem- I remember Lost Planet. I, I, remember- I didn't play it. I remember wanting to play it back when I was an oh. Xbox 360 boy. Lost Planet 1 and 2 might as well be in a different franchise, but they're both some of my favorite games. And Lost Planet 1 might be the most anime game in existence. <laughs> that game go, like has a fucking Gurren style ending. It's fucking crazy. It's the best. And that's a game that starts with you fighting Godzilla. Oh my gosh. In a mech. What? Good game. Yeah. Um, Lost Planet are mech games. Lost Planet 1 and 2, th- those are mech games. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, you gosh. Can, you can, and you can get out of your mech and use mech weapons on foot. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's that's I like that. And Lost Planet 2 has mechs where, with, where you pilot it with another person. And you control different parts of it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, those games are fucking great. And also Lost Planet 2 is... Um, they're, they're both basically Monster Hunter games, but with mechs and fucking great. And 2 has my favorite co-op level in a video game, mm. where you're on a train being chased 
by a giant worm kaiju. And the train has a massive gun, a massive cannon, and you need to reload the gun between shots by carrying the bullets to different parts of it. And, like, each player can... Each player does a diff- can do a different part of the reload sequence. So one player carries the bullet to a crane, another player controls the crane and takes the bullet and loads it into the barrel, and then another pl- player pushes the barrel back while the last player shoots at the kaiju. Wow. Okay. It's, f- it's fun as hell. That sounds pretty cool. That's a- that sounds pretty fucking good. It's really it's, those games are really good. It's a shame the third game killed the franchise. No, the third game was given to a Western developer. Oh no! Yeah, that's never that. that oh, does no. that ever worked out? Uh, I, mm, I don't think so. Like, I, I can't think of a single franchise where giving handing it off to a Western dev worked. <laughs> With fucking Western devs, what are they doing? What are they fucking doing? Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking so yeah, uh, Resident Evil games really good. Um, except when they're bad, <laughs> and they should remake the bad ones because they need the remakes more than the good ones. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was a weird tangent. That was right. Um. Yeah. Oh. Mm. One last thing. Sure. Resident Evil Village is coming out. Resident Evil Viage. Remember when they said it's not Resident Evil Eight? No, but I'm intrigued. Despite the fact that V-I-I-I is marked in the title. Yeah. Do you remember what I told you when they said that? No. Enlighten me. Resident Evil Village can also be Rev 3. R-E-V-I-I-I. As in Resident Evil Revelations 3. Oh. So. Okay. I. Okay. And if that's, if that's what it is, then I, I have a few guesses about what the vampire lady is. Excellent. And here's hoping they Sounds don't mention Terragrigia. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't mention Terragrigia. I'm no, bring it, br- bring it back. Fuck yeah. I just looked at the title. I, okay, it's I, I, I hope that game is good. I really hope so. It feels like it's based on the castle demo of Resident Evil 4. Mm. I would love that. I mean, it's such a weird development story because it led to like five different franchises. Oh, yeah? 
every version of that game became a different franchise. Including Devil May Cry. Oh yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Leon was originally Dante. That's that's wild. And he was also going to be a super baby created by Umbrella. Super baby. Like... Uh, there's like five franchises that came out of it. Like Haunting Grounds. Um, I think Onimusha? And uh, Devil May Cry. And a few others. Fucking Resident Evil did a lot, didn't it? Yeah, it's well. It's the biggest. It was the biggest Capcom franchise except Street Fighter. Damn. Uh, if I remember right, Resident Evil Four for a long time was Capcom's best-selling video game. Okay. Which is impressive. It wasn't like. They made... No, sorry. Hmm? No, it's just like that's impressive because they made. They made Street Fighter Two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't like RE two make like one of the fucking the biggest games that came out? Uh, like it was one of the best selling games that year, like by far. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Resident for good Evil reason. It's it's the because RE two is one of the most beloved games in the biggest horror franchise in the world. Especially now that Silent Hill is dead. Yeah. Resident Evil doesn't really have competition anymore. No, it kind of doesn't. Like, uh, Silent Hill is another thing I never played. And now it's, to me, it's just like this weird old series that only super fans of it like. And people obsessed with circumcision. Mm. What? That's an old fucking internet. Okay, there was a fucking thing that happened where some guy started editing the entire Silent Hill wiki to just write in his theories about how Silent Hill is a fucking allegory to circumcision. Yeah, it's a thing that happened. Okay. It's weird. Sun Hill is also one of those franchises where it's it's approaching impossible to actually play it. That that's because that's good. That's always a that's a the, ringing endorsement. Because the HD remake of Silent Hill is bad. Hmm. It's, it's a, not remake, the remaster, because... Okay. Okay, do you know the story behind Silent Hill HD? No. When they released the game, Konami has this thing where they're terrible about keeping the builds of games, and sometimes actually tell the devs to delete the dev builds after the game's released. When they released Silent Hill, they lost the dev build, so for the HD re-release, they used an old buggy dev build that wasn't finished. 
Oh. What? Okay. That dev build runs terribly, mm. has a lot of game-breaking bugs, mm. and doesn't have the fog. Oh, but the fog is like the one thing that I thought Silent Hill did. Yeah. I thought that was the whole point. The fog is also crucial for the game to run well, because it was a PS1 game and they used it to hide the draw distance. Yeah, that that's what I remember. Like, it was one of those really impressive things where they had the 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 limitation of the draw distance, but they covered it up in a way that it became like a mechanic and it became this... Uh, it became like such a... Yeah. Uh, like a such a functional horror game because, yeah, because you you had you had the fog so you couldn't see shit. So it was it became really like claustrophobic and scary because you were like, oh, yeah. what do we do with the draw distance? So Silent Hill One is in the state where the only way to play it really is by either having an original copy or emulating it, mm. which is kind of difficult because that game doesn't emulate great. As you saw when Lottie tried to stream it, it tends to crash a lot when emulated. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. So, we're approaching the point where Silent Hill 1 is going to become unplayable. Oh. Unless someone That's fixes shame. the HD re-release. Yeah, okay, I get you. Because Capcom fucking sucks. Oh. Uh, not Capcom, Konami. I was going to say, that's not Capcom, that's the other one. That's the, that's the Pachinko one. <laughs> yeah. Also, the, the, I re- uh, there was an interview with the voice actor for the main character in Silent Hill 2, where he mentioned that he didn't even know he was voicing for a video game until, like years later. Wait, what the fuck did you think it was doing? They can't... Konami didn't give them... When they gave them the script, they gave them only the lines they were reading that session. Okay. And didn't tell them what it was for. Ah. Because uh, voice acting in video games back then voice actors were pretty like fucking trash. Um, which is... It's like... Years later, he found out he voiced a character that is, like, a fucking horror icon. Yeah, 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 okay. Strange. Yeah. What's a fuck Konami? Fuck Konami. I fucking, I wish... Konami, there's so many horror stories about how terrible working for Konami is. (laughs) That, That company might be... The fucking worst. It might be. It, it, like, the structure of the company is built specifically to make the employees miserable. It's weird. That's not, that's weird. Uh, Like, okay, I'm going to just give a tiny excerpt, like, something I remember from the someone talk like someone talked and you know like you know mm. so hush hush. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I get you. 
Well, there was like an interview someone did. And employees, you have timed breaks. You don't have a set position in the company, meaning a lead developer on a video game can the next day come to work and be told to clean the toilets. What? Uh, your email is randomized every time you come to work. What? You, including your ID number and your password. This can't. You don't have a set. You don't have your own workstation, which means you have no permanency in any place in the company. Um. The Konami has a tendency to force to uh not have the real names in credits or to delete people from the credits of a video game to prevent them from being poached by other companies. Yeah. And they don't understand that video games are good because of the people that make them. So they will just remove and replace people that are working on a video game without any reason and expect it to work the same. So, for example, you could be... That sounds fucking bizarre. What? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it is. That company's fucking wild. The only reason Kojima didn't get removed from Metal Gear was just because he refused to not put his name on the video games. They wanted to give it to a Western dev really early on. They don't know how video games work. Like, this this sounds like parody like this doesn't sound real it's fucking real it's 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 the worst konami has a fucking abusive structure yeah that's 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 super weird that company's fucked up it's really bad uh, also, if the if they think someone in a in a team might have leaked anything or talked to anyone from the outside about anything that uh, the company is working on or anything that happened within the company, they will fire the entire team. Huh? They will just fire the entire team. Allegedly, again, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, if they suspect someone in the team leaked or talked to someone on the outside about the going the going on inside Konami, they allegedly will fire the entire team. Konami is Konami, Fuck. and Konami is the worst. Okay, shit. <laughs> That's, that's also, by sure. the way, why no one knows who made the original Castlevania game, aside from like a few key people, because almost all the credits in that game are fake. That's so weird. What the fuck? What What are they doing? I don't know. 
Konami is weird. That company's trash. They and they love their pachinko mines. <laughs> they do, don't they? They love pachinko. Remember how there's an HD there are HD versions with like like beautiful HD renders of every cutscene in a, in Metal Gear Solid Three, and they're pachinko exclusive. No. Yeah. They they are all rendered in the um, the uh, fox in the fox engine. All of them, every single cutscene in that game, with voice acting. All of them pachinko exclusive. What the f- what the fuck? What what? Why? Yeah. What? Because Pachinko makes money. I guess. And I guess Metal Gear Solid doesn't? I was going to say, Metal Gear Solid's very popular. Metal Gear Solid 3 is... Isn't that, like, the most popular game in the entire franchise? Metal Gear Solid 3, it's at least the most beloved MGS game. Like, fuck. I don't know what's wrong with them. Why didn't they just make a remake of the game with those cutscenes? Because if they rendered them in-engine, that means they have all those models. Yeah, they've... Wow. That's bizarre. That's real fucking strange. That company is like... It's like it's run by aliens. <laughs> I don't understand how they're still in business. Pachinko makes money. Pachinko. Pachinko. Alright, hold on. Uh, I, I need a second to get a thing. Then you can talk about a game you played. Be right back. Okay. I've played a lot. I know. Yeah, what have you played? What's the thing you played? We'll go back and forth. I've played a lot of games, so I'm just going to try and remember which ones I've played and pick one at random. Sounds like a plan. There's... I've played so many games. Um, uh, We've talked about Hades. We have talked a lot about Hades. Way back. Um, Hades is good. You you played a fucking lot of Hades. I I have, and I still haven't finished it. That's fucked up to me. So, yeah. I had this check because I I I got Hades. I got gifted Hades. I played it for a bit. I had a lot of fun. Then I kind of stopped because I had other stuff to do. And I just you, like you you messaged me every now and then. It was like it's like so I I played for another fifty hours. I just unlocked the, the next section. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Does this game not end? Uh, okay, you want to hear the craziest thing? I haven't heard a single repeated voice line yet. Hmm. I have not heard a single voice line that I've heard before. 
and I am 118 hours into the game. Shit. All right. I... Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That game doesn't end. It just doesn't fucking end. I'm getting close to the ending. Are you sure? But fuck. Yes, because I've been spoiled on how to get it. Okay. It's like, I'm getting close to the ending, and you get to the ending, it's like, oh, there's another one. There's more. Like, it's, I am at the point where I am starting to be able to speedrun the game on my runs, and I still haven't f- gotten, like, I still haven't completely finished it. Wow. I've had 15-minute speedruns. Um <laughs> Not not in game time, uh, like in game timer, not real timer, because it works a bit different. Um, it's fucking wild. <laughs> like I think my f- no, it wasn't fifteen minutes. I think my fastest time on the game is seventeen point five mi- uh, minutes. Okay. My first successful run took me an hour. That's not bad. I, like, the run itself was an hour long. Yeah. That's wild. I still haven't finished the game. <laughs> I'm now playing on uh, that a mechanic that you probably haven't unlocked yet. Probably not. But some people that listen will know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm right now on a 25 heat run. Mm, yeah, I've I've heard of that. I don't think I've unlocked it, but I I know of it. Fuck that game has a lot. <laughs> a fuck ton. It's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we've already talked about that. So yeah. yeah. Um, what other games have I played? Um. Uh, just trying to fucking... Oh, I've played a game that you recommended to me. Yes. I I played Star Sector. A game that is the opposite of Hades. <laughs> the opposite that of Hades. Hades. Hades might be the most polished game I've ever seen. Star Sector is very clearly not finished. And kind of rough, but it's fucking great and incredible fun. Hmm. Um, have you, how much have you played of it? A little, little bit. Not, not as much as you. I, yeah. I, I kind of played a lot of it in a very short amount of time. Um, so, Star Sector, for those that don't know, is a space... Uh, exploration and thing simulator. Um, a thing simulator. In that it's a very open game in the you can basically roleplay as anything in it. You can be a trader, you can do big combat, space combat, you can 
smuggle. You can build colonies. Mm. Mm. The game is very clearly a work of love because there's a lot of attention to small details and like the game is very smart. Um, It's clearly made by someone that understands how people play these kinds of games because they plan for for a lot of the shale tricks that people will do. Like the the one you've described to me is, uh, you jettison illegal cargo before an inspection, and then the air just goes, "Okay, you're clear." By the way, we found this cargo yeah. floating around. <laughs> you wouldn't mind if we take it, right? Since it's not yours. Yeah, like it's not it's not your cargo. Don't worry, we'll just we'll just take this and confiscate and destroy it, and you be on your merry way. Goodbye. Uh, or the game uh, has things called AI cores. There's gamma cores, which are like barely do anything. They make things a bit cheaper on colonies. Yeah. There's beta cores, which increase output in addition to that. And then there's alpha cores. Wow. And alpha cores are true AI in universe. This is going to be a small spoiler, so skip like three minutes. You don't want to get spoiled. Alpha cores are characters. If you assign an alpha core to be to run a colony for you, if you then try to get rid of them, they will disappear and escape and then blackmail you to try and get you to let them continue to manage the colony. Mm. And sometimes, if you, for example, uh, like, this will lead to them slowly destabilizing the colony for while that's happening, Forcing you to have, forcing you to try and figure out if you're either going to just abandon this fucking colony, or follow the demands of this AI before it tells every other faction that you've been using illegal AI calls. <laughs> so this fucking AI is stealing ships and blackmailing you, and it's like. Oh, so my items can blackmail me. That's cool. Also, the new update is going to uh, uh, add... is changing a lot of how the game works. It's not out yet. Um, mm. But it's going to add stuff like using AI cores as pilots. Uh-huh. Which I'm sure is going to work out perfectly well for everyone involved. I'm sure that's just going to go swimming. Um, but the other stuff the game does well, which we're out of spoilers now. 
the mar- the game has an in-universe market for every resource and item that can be produced by colonies or by factions in the game, or any item that can be mined. Yeah. The economy is living in that it will be affected by every action that happens, because the end goal, they say, is to make a fully living thing where even if you're not involved, things will happen and time will move on. So, for example, let's say you've destroyed a uh, convoy that is delivering goods from one planet to another. Yes. Now that faction is going to dislike you because you've destroyed the convoy, but also that could cause a shortage in the planet they were delivering to, leading to the prices that they are willing to buy that item for rising, and the price to buy from them rising. It could also lead to a, if something like food, a food shortage, which will destabilize the planet, the the society on that planet. Mm. So you can manipulate the market, and if, for example, you decide to make your own colonies, if they overtake a different empire in how much they produce, they might attack you or try to destroy your colony because they want their market share back. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I do enjoy the fact that that game is not a spreadsheet sheet simulator. Yeah. It's, it's just in-depth enough to be interesting without causing your brain to die when you look at what's on screen. It's very intuitive. It's and it's very clear that the devs are listening to the community all like a lot. Um, I've looked at the forums a bit and they they're constantly talking with people playing the game to to ask for advice for things to improve or to to just get feedback, which is good because yeah. that's how beta is supposed to work. Yeah, the dev seems super super cool. I think I I really like this that kind of project where there's obviously like a small team and they're obviously very passionate about what they do. Yeah, they're they're clearly incredibly passionate because the the fact just from the fact that the next update is basically replacing like massive portions of how the game works, they're replacing the entire leveling system. Oh. They're changing how leveling works. They're changing. Uh, they're changing how missions work. They're adding new types of NPCs and new types of planets. Uh, changing a lot of how, like, certain parts of the combat. Adding adding new factions. The willingness to replace an entire system shows that they care a lot. <laughs> like instead of going, we can just fix that. Just going, no, this doesn't work. Fuck it. Mm. Remove it. Put something else in. Also, the game has really good ship combat um, and ship customization out the fucking ass. There's a lot. There's a lot of ship customization you can do. And also, reasons for you to not necessarily take the... make the best ship possible. um, Or to even take ships that are damaged or bad. 
which is neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's also right now story wise incredibly bare bones. There's I've counted four missions in the entire game right now. Okay. But that's because they're still planning on adding on, and the version of the game is on right now was the version where they added the ability to create missions. There's also an incredibly uh, lively modding community with massive overhauls that are officially endorsed by the devs and are given <laughs> tips and uh, um, like the devs specifically make the game easier to mod for that stuff. Um, it's a good game. It's a, it's a good indie game. It's a very, very, very indie game. Very indie game. And the website looks like a website from 2008. Oh, it does. It really does. And I kind of love that. It's cute. I, 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 I like it. It's it, it really is. Um, glowing recommendation, even in its current state, if you like space games and like role-playing and stuff, it's really good. Um, hmm. Very... Very good game. There's just... It's the kind of thing where I want to recommend the game so much, but there's... The concept of the game is... Of, uh, is very simple, so there's not a lot that I can talk about. Mm. Like, I can say that the combat is really great, weapons have incredible uh, depth and customization, and you can really turn any ship into any kind of ship that you want. Uh, managing fleets is incredibly fun. Everything is really well thought out. There's The game does what it sets out to achieve really well nice. so all I can really say is game's good, play game game good <laughs> and Hell the yeah. AI stuff that I mentioned yeah. oh, and also yes. uh, there's uh, if the a thing that I discovered in the game is that if you do something like uh, trade a blueprint for something that Items are manufactured through blueprints. If you give a blueprint to, say, the pirates, a blueprint that they don't have, like for a technology they don't have, they will start manufacturing it and putting it on the ships. So, for example, I accidentally gave them a blueprint for a capital ship, and then they started having fucking onslaught capital ships in the in the fucking what's the word in the fleets which yeah was a bad time <laughs> <laughs> pirates are a lot more manageable when they're not using a fucking capital ship against your tiny trader convoy no what do you mean the pirates are fine don't worry about it also, the game has really good lore, and um, I'll, it does have some things to spoil, which I won't spoil, that are very cool. And, yeah. Also, every planet has a description, which 
is kind of nuts. Yeah. Like, you go to a plant and the description will talk about how the reason the plant is like this is because the uh, the atmospheric systems they had failed after, like, the thing. The story of the, the, the in-universe setting is that an event happened that disconnected in uh, travel between sectors of the galaxy. And it happened like 200 years before the game takes place. Hmm. So now you're in like a fucking, a fuck off middle of nowhere sector in the fucking edge of the galaxy and everything's going to shit. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so it's, it's neat. There, there, there's neat stuff in it. Yeah. There's also the the fact, a thing that the community has officially dubbed uh, the redacted, which is pretty neat. Oh, yeah? There's a redacted thing. It's agreed by the entire community to not talk about what it is, to not spoil new players. <laughs> That's really I funny. also will not talk about what it is. Perfect. But the Redacted is really cool. Yeah, you should go play the fucking game. It's real cheap. It's like twenty. It. It's, like, it's, it's like twenty bucks. It's great. Dear, it's DRM free. Yer. The best way to be. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's cool people. So the next thing I played which was also a stream playthrough. There's No More Heroes, which I bought um, because it, it got remade and put on the Switch. I don't know what that is. It's, it's yeah, you do. It's Suda 51. It's the action one. Wait, Heroes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, No More Heroes. No More Heroes. You cut out. Oh. I only heard Heroes. No, it's No More Heroes. Oh, yeah, No More Heroes. Insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, that game's weird. I have feelings about that game. It is. Sort of fifty-one game. Uh, that isn't. That is another game that I ended up rating at six point five. Because I think it had a lot of big strength. I did a, a tiny review of this, uh, so I'm not going to repeat myself too much. I'm not going to go super in depth because I, I, I talked about it before on content, but. <laughs> It has a lot of big strengths, mainly in its its vibe and in its character design. Um, I think it had some glaring weaknesses in its... I don't think the combat was very fun. I don't quite get what the combat is. But it was neat. It was okay. That's it. It's Suda makes the Suda's games have gotten better over time, and they are very so stylish, and have very fun writing to them. Mm. But they have a lot of problems. Yeah. 
Yes. Some games tend to have a lot of issues, and they tend to be really, really janky. It was definitely janky. Uh, but yeah, won't get too deep into it, because I did a review on content you can find on my YouTube channel. Um, bah. That was it. I'll do two, because that one was short. Um, so I started playing a little while ago, and have just resumed after I finished. Uh, the other thing I was playing is fucking Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. For the Nintendo Switch. Which is a very interesting game. Um, I know uh, Luke recommended that game to me some time ago. It's cool. It's um, developed by Edelweiss. Published by Marvelous Nexeed. I don't know the developers. Like, it's not a name I knew. I don't know what the fuck else they've made. They've made Fairy Bloom Frisia, Ether Vapor Remaster, Aster Breed Definitive Edition. Um, doing Aster Breed. Aster Breed? Do you know Aster Breed? I've never heard of any of this. Do you know? Do you know Aster Breed? I'm trying to remember. I, that, that name sounds familiar. It looks like. I'm just gonna look up some images. How do you spell that? A S T E. Breed. It looks like a spaceship game. A space, a mech maybe. It's a sh- oh yeah, it's it's a it's a shmup. Oh, cool. It's a, if I remember right, it's a really good shmup. Neat. Never heard of it. Um, but yeah, Sakuna is. I really like it. I think it's super good. It came out in November of last year. It is. A half, uh, half half of the gameplay is very in depth rice farming. Uh, half of it is like the f- fighting game character action. Uh, is a two D game. It's mm. super cool. Um, it like because it is 2D it has a lot it has a lot of the feel of something like Devil May Cry uh but it's taken a lot of hints from fighting games as well like it has fucking you know, like it has third strike parrying and it has like combos like that and like you can cancel all your moves and you get um you have you have two weapons you have uh like a sickle and like a like a fast slashy weapon. It, it doesn't have to be slashy, but it's like a, a quick fast weapon. And you have your big. I think by default it's like a it's a it's a hoe or something. Or I think the first one you get is a broom, uh, which is your heavy weapon, which does big attacks and you can do big launches and things. Um, it's really really fun. Um, yeah, it's like a super competent um fucking like fighting action game. And the rice farming is frighteningly in depth. <laughs> Where you have because um, so that was fun. Talking about sucking up Uh, yes, Discord died, but we're back. Um, so yeah, just going back. Uh, like the basic setup of the of the kind of the plot is, uh, Sakuna is is a, a goddess. Uh, she is not very good at it. She is the daughter of 
She's the daughter of the god of war and the goddess of the harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of f- f- fucks around and drinks and causes trouble in in the lofty realm, which is where the all the gods hang out. And uh, one day, these this like group of humans uh, wanders into the realm. Um, yeah, I I don't remember why they're there, but uh, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, they they wander in and they get like uh, they get run up on by a, like a bandit with a big sword, and then just Sakina strolls in and is very drunk, and she goes like, "Hey, what the fuck's happening?" Ew, stinky humans. What are you doing here? Oh, what's this bandit? He's like, what? He, he, is there, I, I put some screenshot of it um, uh, on Twitter a while back. He's like, hey, who the fuck are you? Why do you smell like alcohol? You look like a child. And she's like, don't you question me. I'm a powerful goddess. I'm the strongest. Oh. And she, she like, fights him off. And the... Uh, yeah, the the humans proceed to, like, wander into the realm where all the gods and goddesses are. And one thing leads to another. She ends up, like, try, trying to chase them down and, like, get them out. She, like, knocks over, like, um, like a torch or, like, a brazier. And she sets fire to a bunch of rice that was, like, an offering to the big goddess. Uh, and because of that, she, she gets ousted from the lofty realm... And she gets sent to the lowly realm, where the humans live. Um, where she, she and the group of humans get put on a boat, and they're like, hey, go to this fucking island. And learn to be a decent person, and then then come back, you piece of shit, drunk baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and then they 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 set off to to the island. They meet they meet some NPCs. They meet some characters. Um, and it the island is where Sakina's mother lived. Uh, so they they settle down on this. Uh, this this is like uh the house she used to live in. There's like a little rice paddy, and there's a couple of buildings. And they're like, shit, we got we got to survive. <laughs> How's this gonna work? Um. And one of the humans is like, hey, we gotta grow rice and get food, otherwise we're gonna die. Uh, so you set off on your adventure of learning how to make rice, learning how to how to grow rice, and you have to like uh, explore all the all of the island because it's overrun by like demon creatures. And yeah, that's kind of the like it, it's the game is about ostensibly about. Uh, like self improvement, because it's all about like Sakana um, learning to live and work together with these humans who she doesn't like. Uh, no, like human. No human. They're stinky and they're stupid and they're bastard garbage creatures. Not like me. I'm a. I'm the strongest, coolest goddess. And it's uh, the, like it's the, this very like ragtag group. This the the big guy who was a samurai and he was a bandit and he tried to learn farming and he wasn't good at any of it but he's he he's a very cool character he's this kind of like he tries very hard but he's not very good at stuff 
and there's oh. there's the weird foreign. She's like a like a like a priest or like a yeah, it's a, a priest of some descript, and she's like a foreigner. She's from a different land, uh, so she she talks a little weird. Um, but she's like the very a very motherly figure, and you've got uh two kids and a baby. Uh, there's a young girl, a young young boy, and the baby is a a baby boy. He's he's the a real rat. Uh, and Sakan has like her her guide. It's like a little yokai yokai dude. It's a little like a little green dog thing. And yeah, the, like the it uh, operates on like the cycle of seasons. So you go through like multiple years of you living there, and. In the spring, you start planting your rice, and then um, it, it operates both on like seasons and like a day-night cycle. So you uh, spend some time in like in the in the settlement in the buildings. You eventually get some extra buildings where the uh, the boy starts like smithing weapons because he's he like um, wanted to be a smith. And they're like, "Fuck yeah, you can do it. Um, we'll set up this little this little place for you. You can hang out. You can make some weapons for Sakuna. She'll gather materials and you'll smith them. And the girl makes uh, clothes, so she'll make all your all your like gear and stuff. And yeah, and you cycle between like planting planting the rice in the winter in the spring rather, and you have to. It's. Like a lot of farming games, are very simple. Like you just kind of like if you play something like Stardew Valley, like you smack the smack the ground so it becomes good. You plant a plant a seed and you water it, and then eventually it becomes plant, and that's kind of it. Um, and the complexity comes in like the expansion of everything, but this kind of it's just a little paddy, and you, it eventually um, you get more. Like expanded growing, uh, where uh, the rest of the the your f- your found family starts like they they essentially copy what you do, um, so you get like a bigger yield as you get bit more fields. And you have to you have to manually till the soil. You have to walk around and smack it with a hose, so all the ground becomes good, and then you have to plant the plant the rice at just the right distance apart because they don't want to grow too close, they don't want to grow too far away. Um, mm-hmm. and you've got to like manually adjust the water level, and the water level is like sensitive to temperature. And you wanna, like, uh, when they're just taking seed, you want a low level of water, and then when they start growing, you want it really high. And then once they've kind of reached their their peak, you wanna back it down so they don't overgrow. And you eventually get like fertilizer. Uh, which you put different materials into, uh, uh, and it increases the stats of the rice. Um, which... Rice stats. Rice stats. Hold on. I I sent uh, Fee a picture of rice stats. Uh, your rice has uh, yield, taste, hardness, stickiness, aesthetic, and aroma. And you want to get them all as high as possible. Um, because when you eventually harvest it, uh, in the, in the autumn, which is also, it's, it's equally involved, you have to, they're like, oh shit, rice is done, cool. Then you go and you, uh, cut it all down, and then you have to dry it, and 
uh, like if it rains, it gets wet, and you have to get it dry. But it can't be out until the winter, because then it all gets ruined. And then you have to do a mini game to get the like the the rice out of the the plants. And then you do a little mini game to like hold the rice. And I think um, it's like uh, you can get it between like brown rice and white rice. And I believe I don't remember which is which. One of them gives you higher higher stats. One of them gives you better bonuses. And you can like do the sliding scale. Like you can like in I think it's in it's either in ten or twenty percent increments. You can go from brown to white rice and you decide whether you want like super high stats or you want that and uh when, when you harvest the rice like your stats go up a lot so you it's it's very tied in together all of it all both the gameplay uh, systems because you like you'll come up against the boss in the in the overall like um because you get this big map that expands there's all these little different areas that are like dungeons effectively and, like, you'll come up against the boss, and it'll be super fucking difficult, and, like, you can't beat it. Um, unless you're, like, playing perfectly. Uh, but then, like, it's autumn, it's autumn, and you harvest your rice, and your stats go up, and you just fucking destroy the boss, because you get so strong from your rice. And every night you have to, uh, prepare food, which gives you different bonuses and, like, passives for the next day. And it's real cool. And it's kind of, it's it's like super involved in that and the combat system is kind of just as detailed. Cause you start off with just like light and heavy attacks. You've got a jump, you've got um like you've got a normal combo, you've got a launcher. On your on your light attack, you've a normal combo, you've got a launcher, uh your down attack is like a dash forward. You can uh, double tap to like dash either direction. You can tap in a direction to a third strike parry. Like if you, if you tap against someone while they're doing an attack, you'll parry it. And then you have your your like your divine raiment. I think it's called. I don't know how to pronounce that word. It's R I E R A I M N M E N T. Raiment, brr, whatever. Uh, which is like you've got like a it's like a grab. They can use to climb, like you can uh, uh, throw it at walls to like walls or ceilings to cling on, and then you can jump from there to use it for platforming. And you can use it to grab people. The default, you just like sling at someone and you will uh, grab them, stun them for a second, and fly to the other side of them. And then you unlock special moves where you've got your physical special moves and your magic special moves. So it, it's kind of uh, kind of like smash inputs, like you've got an an up, down, a back, and a forward special on your weapons, and one on uh, one each on your magic. Which, like, what I've currently got is because uh, you got four slots, and you f you fill up the four slots pretty quickly. I'm still only on four magic slots, but uh, four magic abilities. We've got like on my neutral, I have like a slashy combo, which can like hold people in place, and I've got a like a drop down slashy attack that hits a bunch of times and got like a projectile and I've got a big swing where if I get hit in the wind up it gets uh much stronger and for like the grab you get 
I think the first one you get is you grab them and you push a direction and you like pull them toward you. They get launched and you can do a combo on them. You get one where you like catapult into them so they'll, they'll fly away and you can hit uh, people into each other. Like everything's got physics. So a lot of it is like th throwing enemies into each other and into walls and into obstacles. And oh, that's cool. I always like that in games. Yeah, it... It adds a lot. There's like, um, I think there's one. Uh, I've got a de you grab them and hit a direction. You give them like a, an attack debuff. That's a why is it the grab, the fly, the debuff? Oh, and the one um, oh, I've got on magic back, where you grab them and you twirl them around. And you throw them behind you, and you can hit people while you're twirling. You can throw them into people, and it's super fucking good. It feels so good to play. Like, you can do real combos and, like, strings with it. Because you can cancel your attacks into each other, and you can, like, jump cancel things on hit. And you can do air combos and, like, uh, cancel into grabs. I think you get two grabs per jump. So you can, like, combo combo grabs in the air. And there's all this. And it's so cool. It's so good. I really like this game. That, that's so great. It's real. So, it's so real fun. Sounds fucking weird, but cool. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I I was I was talking to uh, Fee a few days ago, and uh, I I, po I posted a clip of me uh, pummeling a deer with the corpses of rabbits. Like I just um, like launched a bunch of these like demon bunny creatures, and then just like grabbed them and threw them into the ground, and they all collided into each other and like catapulted into a boss, like a mini boss. Like killed it. I was. It's just. It flows really well. It's it's super fun. And I kind of did. I kind of didn't expect it to be as competent as it is as a as a fighting game, but it's it's super cool. And there's big cool bosses. It's all very like uh, Japanese. It's like yokai style designs. Oh, that's cool. I'm 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 exploring the island. I'm fighting I'm fighting demons. I'm having a good time. Uh, I'm not super far in, but I'm I'm enjoying it a huge amount. Big recommend. I'll definitely do. I'll I I want to write something about it when I've finished it. But it, it's cool. Yeah. I went really in depth on the mechanics, but I just think they're all no, very neat. <laughs> Hey, the, the the entire point is to talk about the oh, yeah. you played. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, it, it it's super cool. If you got if you got a switch, I super recommend it. I got the big limited edition um, for either my birthday or Christmas. I can't remember because they're so close together. But it came in this big nice box, and I got like the soundtrack and art book and a poster. And the soundtrack's really nice. The voice acting, the voice acting is good. The quality of it is weird. What do you mean? Like, uh, you know when someone's... If you got, like, like an old... Like, you got, like, the background music track and everything's nice. And then someone starts talking and it's like... You know when someone's speaking into, like, a kind of low-quality microphone? Um, like, when they start talking, you can hear the hiss of, like, some, like, background... No, it's not, like, background noise, but you can... You can you can hear there's there's a like there's a layer of audio in the background when they're talking. 
it's, get what you mean. Yeah, it's it's weird. I've, it's mostly the main character. I'm playing I'm playing Japanese voices. I don't know if it's better in English. It's kind of weird. It's it's not enough to turn me off it, but it's it's a it's a little bit weird as a listening experience. It's very strange. But yeah, it's neat. You upgrade your weapons, and you, uh, like the weapons have slots that you unlock. Um, like it, it's kind of like materia in Final Fantasy. Um, you don't get spells from it, but you get like this little like orbs you can slot in that give you like plus whatever percent vitality or plus strength and get some different outfits. Like I have one outfit that gives me bonuses in the autumn, one that gives me bonuses in the winter. I think I have a hat that gives me bonuses in the summer. And there's masks and stuff that let me find secrets. It's really cool. I could, I could talk about it forever. I'm not going to stream it because it's a me game. Um... It's it's my current me game, um, but I'm re- I'm really enjoying it. Also, um, I I said it was like if you heard on Nintendo Switch, it's on PC as well. Like I think it's on consoles, uh, but it's on Steam. It's on Switch. It's really cool. You should you should play it. That's that's a glowing recommendation. It is. Um, I I'm not I'm not super far in. Um. There's, uh, I've I've just um cleared out like one the first big part of the map, um and I just had a conversation in game where they're like, um yeah there's like the the volcano to the south and like the stronghold to the east and the something to the north, there's like super low there's there's like there were there was low demonic activity in one of them so we didn't really have to fuck around with that, uh, but I assume that's like optional stuff that you can you can do to get stuff but it's not um. Uh, super important to like the main story i don't think mm. but yeah we got like level up and go through it and like the end goal is like the stronghold where the strongest demons are and yeah that's kind of, it's cool i'm really enjoying it i remember i don't remember where i where i heard about it. i think i just saw like a an ad on twitter or something and i just thought it looked real neat and yeah it's cool it's forty euros on Steam, uh, fifty four ninety nine for the digital deluxe edition, which comes with uh, the digital soundtrack with forty two tracks and the digital art book. Nice. It's pretty cool. I recommend it. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. What do you play? You do another one. Uh- Okay. Uh, I tried to play Cool Zero, but that didn't work. Oh no! Why? Um, for some reason, the game keeps thinking my controller is disconnecting every millisecond. Ooh! Like it'll pause the game, then unpause, then pause every millisecond. Oh yeah, it's it's like the your controller is disconnected. We're pausing the game. Yeah. Does does that happen I, with other stuff, or is is this just a Yakuza thing being weird? It's the only game. It's the only game where it happened. I I thought my controller broke or something, but then I checked with other games and it worked fine. So I I don't know. So huh. that wasn't fun. That's um, weird. I'm I'm, 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 I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah, well, if I ever get a new controller, I'll try again. <laughs> Um, you you playing wired or? Yeah, I I don't like wireless. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but yeah, just 
Maybe it's, it's a it's a ca- it's a cable thing. I don't know. It might be because the cable on my controller is kind of fucked um, to the point where it it on my old PC it would sometimes make cause my PC to blue screen. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. That's <laughs> that's yeah. not ideal. I don't have money for another controller. Oh. That sucks. Before that, I used a PS2 controller with a with an adapter. My first playthrough. Wait, use a Dark PS2, Souls PS2 controller. Yeah, my first playthrough of Dark Souls One was with a PS2 controller using an adapter. Impressive. <laughs> I get used to playing that game like that. I played one, two, and uh, I played both one and two like that until I finally got my my. Razor controller. Shit. I have one of those adapters um, somewhere. I, I, I bought a new yeah. PS2 controller recently at a charity shop. They're useful. Unfortunately, I think my PS2 controller is dying. Oh, no. It's uh, I, I, One of the buttons just isn't working anymore, so I need to find out how to fix that. Um, yeah, aside from that, uh, I played Disco Elysium. Yes, we've talked a little bit about this um, privately off content, but yeah, that game sounds really interesting. I'm I'm waiting for the the uh, definitive edition to stream it, but go ahead. I the I I don't know how to talk about the game without spoiling. Um, okay. It, it is the closest I've seen a video game get to an actual, to like the kind of reactivity that you get from playing a live tabletop game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The game throughout the entire thing kept surprising me by bringing up tiny decisions that I made hours beforehand. Okay. I. To the point where I don't think there was a single decision I made that didn't have an effect on something. Including how long I take I took to, do things. Um. Uh, how do you mean? The game has an in-game clock. Okay. And things, time move, like people do things when time moves and things change when time moves. And for example, people will go to sleep at certain hours. Mm. What I didn't know at the start was that time only moves when you perform an action or talk to people. Walking around does not move time. Oh, it's like super hot. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm, no you're gone uh, the game is both way longer and way shorter than I expected and the ending is perfect oh you finished it which is good I yes I have finished the game okay it took me 34 hours not bad that's a good length Uh, it has incredible replayability so when the special edition comes out I Probably I'm gonna do another playthrough. Yep. Uh, 
hey, you'll no, you'll uh, you'll join me on my stream when I do a playthrough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the game has infinite dialogue. Okay. There's so much dialogue and so much to read and interact with. Every skill and some items and perks are characters. Yeah, I, re I will, remember this. That will talk to you and you can talk to them. And the... Okay. I love the fact that there is a reason there are reasons not to get super high level in skills because getting a super high level can have negative effects which is good okay for example um if you have super high logic then you're really good at solving uh, at, at noticing logical inconsistencies and that kind of thing but you're also really confident in your own ability and your own logic. And your dialogue will reflect that. So you will become a lot more difficult to convince that you might be wrong or to consider other people's opinions. Hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, or if you have really high reflexes then you can react to things really fast, but sometimes you get the option to react before you know what's actually going to happen. Ooh. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Do you have like an, an example like, of how that works? It's like, um, you notice a character, uh, the, the, you're, you'll be talking to someone and your reflexes will tell you they're grabbing something from behind their back. And you'll get the option to, th like, punch them, throw something at them, or do nothing. And you don't know what they're actually grabbing. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, something's yeah. gonna happen, I don't know what, but I can try to react to it. <laughs> That's really fun. Okay. Um... There's your your perks have effect on dialogue. Cool. To the point to, to an unexpected degree. Um for like the I, the best example I can think of is a massive spoil, so I'm not gonna talk about it. Mm. Um but there's like for example uh one of the perks you can get okay. Getting perks is, uh, they're called thoughts. They're things your character considers over time, and once they finish, they get an effect from that thought. Uh, you have a limited number of thoughts you can have at once. Removing a thought means you can't do, you can't get it again. Oh. Wait, so what, what, what's a thought? Like, what, how does, how does a thought work? For example... Work? For example, remember your birth date. Oh. Or something like um, concepts of 
philosophy and economics. Or, for example, one of the things I got was art cop. Hmm. Which was because my character knew a lot about, uh, had high conceptualization. And it gave me, it had multiple effects. One of which was minus one to hand-eye coordination because of how shit it all is. <laughs> because okay. his hands are shaking with rage at how fucked everything is. <laughs> um, and also that another effect that it had was every time my conceptualization talked to me, I would get healed. Oh. Like, passive, passing passive conceptualization checks would heal me. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. And then there's stuff like, um, the, one of the thoughts you can get, and that's a minor spoiler to a, to a side mission. One of the thoughts you can get is the homosexual underground. The homosexual where underground. Where your character tries to figure out uh, the, the thought is basically like it's it's a massive paragraph, but I'll shorten it to. Uh, the your character is in, is tries to figure out their sexuality, and it ends with the the thought the effect that it has when you finish it is maybe you should stop obsessing about people's sexuality so much, <laughs> and that's not a stat effect. But it will affect how your character talks when encountered by that idea. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's and super there's, interesting. There's a lot. Like, the, I found that the game also keeps track of your copo type, which is the type of cop you are. For example, superstar cop, um, art cop, hobo cop, Mm. and stuff like um, Apocalypse Cop, Good or Bad Cop and one of my one of my favorites was um, there's Normal Cop Sorry Cop there's like every depending on the, the kind of character you play the game will keep track of it and will your character's skills and body will talk to you about that and you could you can get special perks out of it yeah I, I remember hearing that um like all your skills and your abilities are like are characters who have dialogue yes every single skill has dialogue and will talk to you and you can talk to them and talking to them like remember how we said earlier talking to people moves time yeah Talking to your skills is your version of thinking about something. Okay. And when you talk to them, time passes. So if you have a lot of really high skills, you'll be talking to them a lot, and people will go like, you've been standing there in silence for the past 20 minutes. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Your Sorry, skills talk to you, and your skills have different personalities. Mmm. And they will also talk to each other. Okay. So, for example, uh, let's say... 
No, that one's a spoiler too. I'm not going to talk about that one. Um, I'm going to try and find the least spoilery example I can think of. All right. Might take me a second. Um, Okay. So let's take, for example, you're examining a crime scene. Yes. Okay. Most of the examination is done. There's you, the, the actions you're given without skill checks are the normal procedure of how to examine a crime scene. If your skills are high enough, they will tell, as you go along the procedure, they will tell you, hey, there's this, you notice this thing, what could this mean? And then you can talk to them and get more dialogue and understand the situation better. Yeah. Okay. But what can also happen is one skill tells you, hey, this is what's happening, and another skill will go, no, this guy's wrong. Here's what's actually happening. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that makes sense because the skill that told me the first thing was my drama skill. Ooh, okay. And the so it's like... And every skill has uses that you wouldn't expect. For example, drama is good for you to be able to lie, of course. But it's also good for you to know, to tell if other people are lying, or might be lying. Right? That one's yeah. not a spoiler, because it's, you know. No, and then yeah, there's stuff sense. like, yeah. your skills can also be wrong. You can pass a, t- a check and still be wrong, because you didn't have the information you needed at the time. So your skill will tell you something, and you'll it will tell you something that would be right with the information you had at the time. So skill checks aren't a you're always right. They are a this is what probably happened given the information you have. Which I like because there's... It's not fun when, oh, I passed this single skill check, now I know everything. And there's no surprises left. Okay. So so the way it'll work is you might be wrong, but you're really close to how it actually happened. Which will give you the direction of where you need to go to find out what happened. Okay. Also, every item is unique. There are no multiple items with the same stats. That's good. I like that. Um, and in addition to that, there are reasons to lose items. Like, not lose, but to, like, do perform an action that will make an item unusable. There are reasons to do that, whereas with games there's usually no reason to actually do that. Mm. And you don't know what the reason is. But for example, and I'm this, like, again, not a spoiler. I'm not going to say if you should or shouldn't. I'm not going to say what the reason to do it is. 
But let's say you see someone cold and you can give them your hat. Okay. With you so far? In a normal game, what reasons could you possibly have to do that? Yeah. None, especially when you can't buy items. Yeah, okay. Like, you can't buy replacements for items. Every item you can buy is unique and singular. There are no multiple copies. Yeah, why, why, why would you give away your one hat? Why would... It's like, it's a fuck your mind goblins kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to have the full collection. Um... I have seen the game, I have found junk that two hours later I could use with a person. Oh. Which led to the situation where I was afraid to sell items, even junk items. Okay, that's super cool. Because it makes sense that thing belongs to someone. Yeah. It's a small town. Um, and then there's the way the game does you. You have, outside of your normal stats, you have health and morale. Okay. The, at the start of the game, you have. Uh, my character had two health and three morale. Trying to grab my tie off of a, off of the ceiling fan. Took off one health. Ooh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. Looking in the mirror and... Okay. Looking in the mirror and failing a skilled check that I could have done by looking at the mirror at myself damaged my morale. Oh, no. Sitting on an uncomfortable chair damaged my health. No, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, so that's yeah. Ob if, obviously, when your health and morale is damaged, that affects your skills. Ooh, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> the and the game. The game, depending on how you play the game, your character can gain or, or lose morale and health from your dialogue choices. Ooh. So, for example, if you're very cheery, you can say cheery things to bring back morale. Also, that game is fucking depressing. <laughs> that game fucking, like, I feel like it damaged my mental health. Oh, no. Because I, because I binged through the whole game in one week. Like, I have never seen a video game do bittersweet this fucking hard. Okay. 
it's like that game is melancholy. It's also very disco. Very disco. See, I don't know what that means. You said this to me in DMs, and I don't know what that means. The, okay. The, the, that is a reference to... The game will explain that to you. Because the main crux of the game, and that is not a spoiler, because that is told to you within the first minute of the game, mm. your character doesn't remember who they are. Okay. In fact, you don't remember anything. At all. You don't know what money is. Is your character quite alright? No. (laughs) (laughs) The game... The very start of the game is a discussion between your limbic system and your ancient lizard brain. One of which sounds like David Lynch Mm. about about the sweet embrace of not being conscious and how and about like the fucking philosophical discussion on the meaning of life nice and how you should your fucking lizard brain goes your limbic system is like, why would you want to wake up? Right now you're feeling sweet nothing. You have no worries. Why would you want to wake up to the loudness and noise and light? Mm. And your character knows nothing. So a lot of the, ge- the game, at every turn, lets you, whenever someone says anything, you can ask them, what's that? What does that mean? Okay. So, for example, uh, you can ask a character, what's a book? What is a book? What's money? Or you can ask them stuff like, there's a specific character that you can, that the more you talk to them, the more questions you can ask about stuff in the universe. And it it's like, the total amount of dialogue with that character, I think, when I looked at the clock, there were three hours of dialogue with that character. And I wow. was fucking... I, I could not avert my eyes from the screen. Because... <laughs> That was fucking riveting. Hmm. It's like, fucking... That game is fucking amazing. That might be the best RPG I've ever played. (laughs) And it's an RPG where... There's no combat system. Whatever combat and violence is in the game is done through skill checks. Oh yeah, yeah, it's proper fucking tabletopy. Yeah, the, that's cool. 
there's like in my play in my playthrough, I got I was in combat twice. In in the twice. thirty in the thirty five hours. Yes. Wow. I got into combat twice. One of them I know for sure I could have avoided because I chose to <laughs> I chose to perform a flying kick on a guy. Mm. So yeah, there's you know when David Cage fucking tweeted Detroit's taught me that video games don't have to be about violence? Yeah. That, but Disco Elysium, and unironically. <laughs> okay. That sounds really cool. It's... it's I, you, I need you to play that game. Also, it is a very good decision to not play that game, to stream only when the special edition comes out, because three hours of dialogue from a single fucking character. Yeah, that's a lot. And that doesn't include all the dialogue from the skills during that time. That's fucking wild. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of why I've been waiting on it. Because um, I think it was, I think it was uh, Pat who tried to stream it, and he got like a few yeah, hours in and just had to quit because reading everything was so much and so exhausting. Yeah. Because it's the kind of game where you're gonna be you fucking okay again within the tutorial kind of tutorial mm. you go downstairs you you walk around the place suddenly your um I think it's called half flight your half flight no it was your um uh, hold on I need to find the word yeah okay. Uh, electrochemistry. Your electrochemistry notices that someone spilled beer on a counter and goes, hey, you know, you can probably go there and lick that without anyone noticing. <laughs> and you have a fucking argument with your electrochemistry about how that's not some, that's a weird thing to do. That is a weird how thing may- to do. And how maybe maybe it, you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> oh, fucking great. It's, it's wonderful. And I, I... It's the kind of thing where I can totally understand why that game did not have character creation. Your character is a person. They are a person with history. Mm. If it was a character creation creator, it would have been. It would have actively made that game worse. Yeah, I get that. I get you. Um, also, fucking infinite replayability. Because again, this is an RPG. You have. In addition to your skills, you have your characteristics. Yeah. And a signature skill. Which you can choose, and you can choose your characteristics. 
I've checked, the highest a characteristic goes is six. Hmm. Average is, um, whereas is average is three, six is like a super genius. Okay. Very low stats. <laughs> Very low and stats, once, yeah. And you get you get one signature skill, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are twenty four skills. All right. So how many how many skills do you like do you get? Like, do you have all the skills, or do you have some of them? You have all of them. You can train them to give the to give yourself another point in the skill. Okay. But what this means is that potentially you have potentially a party of you, your partner, and twenty four characters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know how they're going to voice all of that. Oh, uh, yeah, that that's a lot of fucking voice acting. I Like, they must have been, like, working on this voice acting since the fucking game came out. Yeah. Because it's releasing no in, what, way. March? Like, Whoa. Also, every skill has an entire paragraph of description. <laughs> fucking nice. It's fucking wild. I just... I I can talk about this game till the end of fucking time. It's wild. So fucking wild. So what's like the like what's the what's the basic setup like what when you start the like what's the setup of like the the story and the the character? Okay, I am going to try and do this with the least amount of spoilers possible. Sure. The game starts. There's the discussion I told you between your limbic system and your uh, your ancient lizard brain. Hmm. You can then wake up, you're in a motel room that is fucking trashed, and you're butt naked. Um, the first, the tutorial is you gathering your clothes from around your room, and noticing how fucked up the room is. Okay. Like, for example, you notice if, uh, one of the first skill checks I've had in the game, because I started with high visual calculus... Was I noticed that there's a there, there's a hole in the window that was probably caused by someone throwing a shoe out of it from the inside of the room. Oh, okay. And then I noticed my right shoe was missing. Oh. So you gather your clothes, you go downstairs, and you meet uh, Lieutenant Kim Kitsuragi. Who is a detective from the local precinct? Here's your partner. You don't know. You don't actually know who he is. When he talks to you, you don't know what a cop is. So you can tell him that you've lost your memory. Um, he asks you, and then he asks you if you've dealt, if you uh, started interviewing people. 
And if you've dealt with the body. Yeah. Because you're apparently there to investigate a hanging. They hung someone in the backyard of the uh, motel that you've been sleeping in. But you don't know that when you talk to him. Because you haven't been outside yet. So you don't know if you've dealt with the body. Uh-huh. I, I see. And you can tell him, yes, I've dealt with it, or no, I didn't, or what body? <laughs> so So you're, your pe- you're playing is- a very stable and morally upright person, is what is what I'm gathering. Yes. And the game does a really good job of establishing over time just what kind of person you were before the memory loss. Mm. And also how you got to the how you got to the point you were in when the game started. Um fucking great. Uh and like you can talk to people because you've been in town for f- for three days now before the memory loss, and you have done things during those three days, which you discover as the game goes on. Mm. Now I'll remind you, I, we still haven't answered the question of: <laughs> Did you deal with the body? <laughs> did you deal with the body? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, and again, this is all within the first 20-ish minutes of the game. Okay. So you can go to the back, and then you see that there's a three-days-old body hanging from the tree. You talk to Kim Kitsuragi about all this shit, and he asks you what the fuck. All that. Mm. And then you can. He tells you that we need to get this body off the tree. And then you approach the body. And then you need to pass a toughness test to see if you throw up. And if you throw up, then Kim Kitsuragi goes, Yeah, that's understandable. I've seen. Everyone from captains to rookies throwing up the side of a body. Take your breath. Then you can try again. And you can fail again. Mm. I failed three times in a row. Oh no. At which point I was like, okay, is the game just not going to let me progress? And then Kim said, okay, I'm going to give you half an hour to get your shit together. And then we need to get this body down. At which point the game said, Hey, you you just gained a new thought that you can walk on. And the thought was called uh cubic shit compressor. It was I, I need to get my shit together and <laughs> do my job. There's the most bare nice. bones breakdown I could have given that. I didn't even mention the fact that when you approach the body, there's a kid throwing rocks at it. Oh my god. That kid is called Kuno, and he's the shit. 
<laughs> Kuro is the best shit kid I've seen in fiction. I love a good he's, shit kid. He's such a shit kid. Like, like you, your 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 skills describe him and his friend as the little monsters. <laughs> oh, that's great. He is. He's the fucking best. He's an asshole, and he talks in third person. Oh no. He calls himself the Kuno. <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> and he has a f- really thick Cockney accent. Oh yes. Because the game, the game does have some voice acting. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so it does have like partial voice acting. Yes, it's just not fully voice acted, hmm. which makes sense. And God, that special edition is gonna make a, a playthrough of the game take so much longer. <laughs> it's generally you read faster than you listen. Hmm. It's gonna be a long fucking game. Um. But yeah, so that happens. And I, I gave the most bare bones break that like run through I could because everything else I could have said is spoilers. <sighs> and there's a lot. It took me. It took me three hours from the start of the game until I dealt with the body. And that's the opening of the game. So much. That's cool. That's really cool. It's... It's fucking great. Also, um, something you realize at the start of the game is you have no money and you need to pay for your room. Hmm. And you need to pay for the damage you cost to the room. I see. Okay. The, there's a. It's so you need to either figure out how to pay for the room, or become hobo cop. The okay. So what happened in my playthrough? Yeah. Is. Towards the end of the first day, I still didn't have the money to pay for the room and for the damages. So Kim told me, um, if by th- if by the time we uh, finish off for the day, you still can't get a room, uh, come to me to my car. To my car, we'll figure something out. But then I got the money for the room, so he said, "Oh, okay, so we don't need to do the. Sorry, we don't need to go to my car. You get this figured out." Mm. So I don't know what would have happened if I didn't have the money. I don't know what would have happened. That's that's, and I got that's really money. interesting. That's super cool. I got the money by going up to a rich lady and going, "Hey, can you give me money?" What what did she say? I went, "You seem like you have money. Can I get some?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure. How much?" So oh. I got the choice of 
one real, one thousand reals, and one hundred and thirty, which is how much you need to pay for the Roman damages. And I picked one hundred and thirty. Okay. And then Kim goes to you like, "Hey, can you not ask people for money? You're a cop." No, we need to pay for this fucking room. And and m- what I told him was, it's okay, don't even like that lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it, cool. It's, it's great. There's a, there's like... Also, that game is incredibly political. Mm. Oh boy, it is very political. Uh, not just in the general terms of discussion of discussing political philosophies, but in terms of like world events. It's very political. Uh, they the it's technically not a spoiler because it doesn't. It's not part of any mission. It's information you can learn. Mm. Do you want me to say it? Uh, sure. I'll forget by the time I play it, but I'm interested. The setting takes place after a communist revolution that failed. Uh-huh. And it failed brutally. In, like, war crimes ah. failed. And the game takes place in a city in uh, an area called Revachol. The, the game is also very French. <laughs> uh, where the where there was uh, the battle was mainly between the communists and the royalists. Mm. And the game also talks about. Um, Fucking centrist policies and the effects and the kind of people and the things that happen when they're in effect. It's it's incredibly politically charged and it it is very smart about the discussions. It's clearly written by people that have done their research. Okay. Whenever there's a topic, a political topic mentioned, you get a fucking full essay about every single detail on that, on what that means, and the context, the the historical context of it. So you're never like in a situation where you can't understand what's going on. There's all you can also get the option, the coward option that the game calls you out for of. <laughs> I don't have political opinions. <laughs> ah, the centrist the option. Yeah. And after after a while, towards the end of the game, you can go like, is the reason... Is the reason I don't... I keep not knowing what's going on because I keep picking this fourth option? <laughs> That's really neat. It's great. It's, it's it's also the kind of thing where the game is that characters will react to your political leaning as your character. Okay. Which 
is again your decision. The game mm. allows you to play any, anything from anarcho-communist to uh, ultra-liberal and everything in between. And you can pick yeah. those options and they will have logical consistency to them and characters will react if you keep trying to discuss politics with them. <laughs> It's great. Okay. Like, uh, if you have high red rhetoric, rhetoric. How do you say that word? Rhetoric. 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 Um, Hard to. Then it will keep telling you, "Hey, we should debate this person. Let's debate them. Hey, you should you should start a debate. You should you should ask them about their politics." Because high rhetoric means you keep you keep wanting to debate people. Oh my god! Also, wearing a wearing a white polo shirt raises your rhetoric and decreases your empathy. That's quite funny. That's really good. I fuck. It's it's great. It's it's just the right amount of understanding that. Like knowing how to talk about that stuff without coming off as incredibly pretentious. That's that's cool. I li- I like that a lot. And this is while the game is also incredibly French, and you're in a place called Desvachol, mm. and people talk with French accents and also British accents and Cockney accents. I was gonna say, like, what what what's okay. what's the setting, like? Okay. Nationality-wise. That's a spoiler. Oh, sure. Alright. The setting is a spoiler. Cool. And it's not just that, it's an optional spoiler. Oh my gosh. Ah. Alright, sure. And, um... What was it? Um... Yeah. It's. I think it's the. If I remember right, in an interview, they said that they specifically wanted to make it so that the place this takes place in will be as applicable to as many locations that fit this kind of narrative. Mm. Which makes sense. Um, there's a little bit of everything in there. Um, there are historical figures from real life that are mentioned in the game. I will say that. Okay. So this does take place. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna say any more about that because fucking massive spoilers. Big big spoilers. Um, Everything's big spoilers. Fucking everything. Every single fucking thing is a spoiler. Um, there was one thing, last thing that I wanted to mention. I'm trying to remember. Mm. What's um, that? Fuck. It, I, it escaped my mind. Um. Oh god, my brain's gone. Oh no! Well, Bring it back! But- oh yeah, the game doesn't have a level cap. Oh. Leveling up is 100 XP every time. 
Okay. XP is gained by dialogue choices, uh, skill checks, and finishing missions. There is also there are also good reasons to not finish some missions. Because sometimes okay. maybe you should just because maybe sometimes it it just isn't worth it. Maybe sometimes you just shouldn't dig. Just just don't involve yourself in someone else's business. Maybe you fucking. Yeah, video game character. <laughs> you fucking video, you fucking protagonist. Fuck off. Ooh. Mind your own business. The, the, the game called me out for constantly running. Oh my god. Kim was <laughs> like, "Hey, is there a reason you keep sprinting everywhere?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, it's, I just don't like to waste time." And he goes like. Okay, but can we please take a break for a second? <laughs> That's really funny. It also calls, like, that the game fucking has good meta calls, call-outs in the dialogue, mm. which is nice. Um, God, there was something really important that I wanted to mention. Um, I'm fucking blanky. Oh no. Damn it. Uh, no. Oh, there's fucking. There's a character there that could be straight out of Peep Show. Straight out of what? Do you know Peep Show? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I know it. There's a character there that sounds just like Mark. (laughs) Talks exactly like Mark. That's fucking good. All of his dialogue is fully voiced, and it's the fucking best. I, like, I, it's, I talked to him and I was like, oh, this is the greatest. This fits the game perfectly. He talks like you, like my skills. Oh, that's super cool. Fucking love that shit. I don't know if he's actually voiced by uh, by David Mitchell, but if not, then it's a good fucking impression. Do you know what the character's name is? That's a spoiler. Oh, for fuck's sake. Spoiler. Okay. I can't, I can't, Everything's a spoiler. everything in this game is a spoiler. Sure. In this fucking game, there's a, fucking, items are spoilers. It, it, it's an, it's another one um of the, Fucking the the thirteen sentinels games, where you Pretty can't much. really talk about it at all. <laughs> so any conversations like, "Hey, play it immediately." That is all like, I'm going to say. It's, 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 That's like, super fun. I was. Uh... 
fucking consumables have repercussions. That's pretty cool. Because, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Maybe because consumables are stuff like a med kit, like bandages or um, vitamins (laughs) or alcohol. Mm. And it's like, hmm, makes sense. Sure. Shaving is a skill check. Oh, no. That's not, that's not gonna end well. And it has story implications. How do the how do the skill checks work? Uh, don't so don't you dare tell me this is a spoiler as well. The, this is not a spoiler. So skill checks will have modifiers based on your things you've done or your skill, or like that uh, the level you have in that skill. Mm, okay. Um, skills start with a with the level that is equal to the stat they're associated with. Cool. Um, so the way skill checks work is you throw two six-sided dice. Okay. Uh, two sixes always succeeds, two ones always fails. Cool. And you want to get above a certain number when you add your uh, bonuses or... Um, okay. Deep or negatives. Makes sense. Is it a consistent number or is it like a moving difficulty class? It depends on the difficulty. Okay. Um, And the game tells you what skill checks you can only try once and which ones you can retry. That's good. That it tells you? That's cool. The way retrying skill checks works is you can retry it when you gain either gain a level, another level in that skill... Or get a thought that is associated with that kind of skill check. I see. Um, the items you're holding in your hands also affect your skill checks. So, for example, you're holding Wait, do, a crowbar. So, hmm? Yes. How do how like do you equip items? So you have just like an inventory. Do you have equip slots that you put things in? You have equip slots. I see. Cool. You put things in. And you can switch out at any time. So, for example, uh, you can you can use a crowbar, and that helps you pry open things. But if your crowbar is too weak, it's going to give you a negative modifier of the skill check. I see. It's not a good enough crowbar. Or, for example, wearing gloves when working with tools gives you a bonus to the skill check. That makes sense. Yeah. On a very... <laughs> and it's a very it's particular like, level it's like you wouldn't expect the game to actually think about that no that oh that's so interesting god there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be a lot of to, to pay attention to replaying that that's super yeah. fun also a good thing is the game will always tell you the percentage you have to pass the test that's cool I like I like that and, a lot and you can fail forward. Nice. That's In that's fact, what we like. 
a lot of the time you have no choice but to fail forward because there are so many skill checks that if you reloaded every time you would go insane. Um, there's a lot of skill checks. They all, they are all useful. Mm. Every skill check has a purpose to it. You don't have to take them. Sometimes there's alternative routes you can take instead. So that's stuff to consider. Okay. Um. Another thing is. You can't really treat this like a normal RPG. Because like from from the stuff I've told you so far, the game doesn't act like a normal RPG. Yeah. Okay. When you do normal RPG stuff, the game calls you out for it and people will react to that and not like that you're doing that. If you keep nice. talking, if you keep trying to talk to a dead body or to a fucking wall, people will think you're weird. Now that yeah, that makes sense. That that checks keep, out. If you keep asking people for money, your partner will get annoyed at you. If you keep doing quests. If you sometimes maybe you shouldn't finish a quest, maybe you shouldn't give the children drugs. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe it's better if we leave that one unfinished. <laughs> That's super funny. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Very good. This is Sounds cool. It's a good game. There's yeah. so much fucking to it. There's so much I haven't seen in my playthrough. Because I know I've missed out on a lot. Um, because the game does have this old RPG thing where your decisions can lock you out of content. Mm. Which makes sense because people act like people in this game okay so you can't just go hey fuck you now give me money <laughs> oh I remember the thing I wanted to talk about which is a ah. piece of thing that is not spoilers Oh, it's the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of that is not spoilers and it caught me by complete surprise. It was the first thing I, I, the, that happened in the game that made me go, this game's fucking weird. And it was, I walked out of the, of the, the motel. And I went up the street. And a taxi driver uh, looked over at me and my partner, Kim Kitsuragi. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, welcome to Evershoal. Uh you, uh, you don't seem like you're from here. To which Kim Kitsuragi stopped us and went, my, per- my family has lived here for 
for three generations. I'm more of a Rosholian than you are, most likely. I am not new here, and I am from here. What are mm. you trying to do here? And the guy goes, "Oh, come on! I was just, I was just, you know, I saw Unicorn just, just joking around." And then you get the option to go. Uh, to like so that that happens, and you go, yeah, but why would you just assume that we're both new here when you've never met us before? Hmm. And he goes, well, you know, because he's to which Kim Kitaragi says, Asian. <laughs> To which you All can right. respond. You, to which you can say some. You can say something, or you can just just choose the option: stay quiet and look at the man. At which point Ooh. he goes, you, "No, you know it's not. It's yeah. I look. It's not my fault that like that. You people and act don't belong here." Ooh. At which point you can call him out or you can stay silent and let him talk. At which point he goes on a massive racist tirade. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That when he finishes, you're given the option to respond. And I picked what I think was my favorite option, which is Fuck you. You're an asshole. Yeah, that's that's fair. And it's like... I... It caught me off guard because I was like... Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that is weird to just go up to people you don't know and have never met before and go, you don't look like you're from here. Yeah. I agree. That is that's that's a weird thing to do, and it's something that you see all the time in stories. Someone just walking up to the main characters and going, "Hey, you don't seem like you're from here." Hmm. Like, fuck. And it just caught me off guard because it was such a it's a, it's something you expect to see on Twitter. <laughs> Of two people talking, and then one of them just suddenly goes on a massive racist tirade. Uh, apropos of fucking nothing. <clears throat> just at no provocation, just going, you fucking, you don't belong here. It's the You're not we, from around here. We, the, the ethno-master race. Ooh. You know. Oh, oh we, yeah. We're sick of being polluted by your faulty genes. To which, by the way, one of the possible responses was, yeah, you look like a... You really do look like a member of the master race. <laughs> That's really good, actually. I quite, I quite like that. 
it it caught me so it's it's so great and it just you don't usually expect your party member to just stop you and go talk to someone. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. Because that's like that's what you do. Hey, that's my thing. It's my thing. I'm the one that keeps stopping people, and and to go on my weird yeah discussion with random NPCs. It's great. And it's like that. So yeah, that that was the thing that I wrote. It's because it's like it's not something a normal RPG would do. Mm. It at least not like within the first twenty minutes of the game. No, 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 absolutely. It's fucking great. It's, That's cool. There's a fucking. I love that game. That it does such a good job of making the place feel alive. Yeah, it feels like yeah, everyone, everyone has a relationship to everyone. It's good, good yeah. game. Play it, fucking. Cool. When I, I will. the special edition comes out, I, we are streaming that together. We are. Twitch and the TV moment you finish that game, Brighton Seven O Seven. The moment you finish that game, we are doing a spoiler cast. Oh, we are. That'll yes, that'll be fun. The, like everything I've everything I've talked about so far, mm. that is within the first day of the game, within the first thirty minutes of my thirty-four hour playthrough. Fuck. Yeah, okay. That's a lot. That game is impossibly large. And what, like, I keep saying that it's both longer and shorter than I expected. Because 34 hours is not a short game. No, it's not. But I, when it ended, I was, I didn't, I was like, I expected that. I was like, wait, it's over? <laughs> huh. Mm. That's, and, cool. and that's not because it's not like the, the, the ending was bad. The ending is fucking perfect. But it didn't feel like it's been such a long time because it in mm. universe hasn't. Like, most RPGs yeah, okay. take place over, like, months and weeks. Yeah. Um, the game, I don't know if there's a limit on how many days the game can take. I, I don't know if there is. I finished the game in four in-game days. That's not a long time. And I know, That's not a I know long for time a fact, at all. I I could have taken much longer. Mm. Uh, I don't know if there's a limit to how many games it can take, <laughs> but the main storyline I finished within four in-game days. Okay. So is it like, like, like th- does it end or is it like an end game? There's an end game. Okay. There's a there's a the, it is very clear when the game goes into the end game. Cool. 
Uh, the right. game even tell the game even tells you, hey, if you continue from this point, there's no going back. This is the the um, point of no return. Mm. If you want to do, like it almost flat it's it almost flat out tells you, but it's your character thinks to itself, like your skills tell you. If there's anything you want to finish up, any loose endings you want to tie up, do it now. Which is fucking great. That's good. Fucking every game should do that. Yeah, I really like that. Also, the game tells you which dialogue choices move the di- move the things forward and which ones don't. That's God. I feel like it gives you a lot of information. It gives you all the information you need. Like, if a dialogue choice will make is like hard progress, the game will put in brackets "continue." Oh, that's fun. That's that's cool. I like that. So you know exactly what dialogue you can say if you just want to find out more, but don't want to continue yet. Hmm. Which, fuck. I want that in every game. Yeah. There's nothing more really frustrating useful. than you're talking to a character and you accidentally take a dialogue choice that moves things forward before you ask the questions you wanted to ask. Yeah, so you, you accidentally pick the progress one and then you just locked out of a bunch of uh, dialogue. It's like, That's the but- worst. Yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool. I'm I'm very excited to play this game. It's fucking wonderful. It's I I I wish I hope RPGs take notes from this game. Yeah. This is the game David Cage wishes he could make. <laughs> it's a it's a David Cage game, but good. That that's a glowing yeah. review if I've ever seen it. It's because the 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 RPG selling point that's always been is your choices matter. Your choices, your choices matters matters, man. And they never do. And then in this game, I fucking I I, I fucking go look through a fucking telescope, and I notice a thing. And then five hours later, it comes up in dialogue. Nice. And not a dialogue choice, just something your character says that then gives you additional choices. Hmm. Is is the David Cage thing of him going, never play my games more than once because you'll ruin the illusion? But then someone's like, no, we can. you can just make a good game instead. You can make a game where Let's just, you you can you can and probably should play it many times because you can do a, a million things, and because role playing is such an important part of this game, I played a very specific type of character, and there's a lot of other characters I could have played. Yeah, I picked like this. It's it's such an immersive uh, fucking. It really is just a good fucking RPG. 
it is a role playing ass role playing game. <laughs> because you don't the I you never know if there exists an optimal choice. That's cool. It's, it's, it's fucking wild. I love that yeah. game so fucking much. Talking about it makes me want to do another playthrough. Because I want to see what happens if I do anything different. Just wait until March 26th or something. I think that's when it, the the thing releases. It'll be fun. Yeah. You know a game special when one of the first characters to talk to you is your ugly tie. <laughs> that, is, that is good. That is very good. And, the, and as the tie makes a pact with you. Mm-hmm. I see. It's great. Not perfect, obviously. Like, I want to see what would have happened if I played the game and if during the tutorial I wouldn't have looked in the mirror. Hmm. I want to see how that would affect things. That, yeah, that's interesting. And also something that I realized was my character didn't have a portrait until I looked in the mirror. It's Kino. I'm like, I... Because... Yeah, because the... the, the sorry, I'm, I'm jashing about this game. Um, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Because... After when I when I left the room, I saw a character and I got a dialogue option that was related to what I saw in the mirror. Mm. Okay. So I I'm wondering what would have happened if I just never looked in a mirror. I guess you got to do another playthrough. Yeah. Which is it's like you never see a game go that in depth with memory loss. You never see him mm. go, yeah, your character doesn't remember how they look. Yeah, that's super cool. That's super neat. You don't know how you look, you don't know what money is, you don't know what a cop is. In fact, you can your character can be disgusted when you find out what cops are. <laughs> which I found funny. That's really good. Like, you can go, wait, so we're the pawns of the establishment? Ew, disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. Well, one of the fucking uh, thoughts that I could have gotten was, um, let me find the fucking name of it, because I saw it and I shat myself. Hmm. Fucking. Uh... I got it from the cover type of a communist cop. Ah. And it was um uh, uh, where is it? Mazovian socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna read the description of it, because that's not a spoiler. Okay. Hit um me. because I got it within like the first day of the game. Okay. Uh, you cool. get it. You get it? Yeah. Um, so, 
prob- that uh, every thought is described as a problem and a solution. Because your thoughts are, I have this problem, how do I solve it? Yeah, okay. So, problem. People think communism was some crazy idea that had its comeuppance 40 years ago. A fever that shook the world never to return again. They were right, until he woke up today. A spiritual corpse responsive only to the call of Commodore Red, prostitutes, and the, Kras- and the Krasmazov. For him, communism is still a thing. He will single-handedly raise the commune of O2 from the ocean trench where it had been resting. Covered in ghosts and seaweed, he is the big communism builder. Come witness his attempts to rebuild communism in the year 51. Wow. Solution. Solution. Mm. 0.000% of communism has been built. Evil child-murdering billionaires still rule the world with a shit-eating grin. All he has managed to do is make himself sad. He is starting to suspect Krasnozov fucked him over personally with his socio-economic theory. It has, however, made him into a very, very smart boy with something like a university Mm. degree in truth. Instead of building communism, (laughs) he now builds a precise model of his grotesque, duplicitous world. All right, I like it. I, I, I dig it. Effects minus two to visual calculus looks like a reaction. Minus one authority downtrodden inver communist. Minus one visual calculus reaction reactions everywhere. Left wing dialogue choices give plus four XP. Critical theory overdrive. Critical theory overdrive. Requires three hours and ten minutes of research time. Damn. That's in game time. Alright. Not, uh, not real time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I I unlocked I think ten thoughts over the course of the game, maybe slightly more. I think that there's over forty. Ooh. I haven't even seen most of them. I found it, the the shit compressor one is volumetric shit compressor. <laughs> volumetric shit compressor. Um, remembering your date date of birth is birth date generator. <laughs> That's really good. Fucking the it's it's, and it's like. It's so fucking wild. Mm. You you like that was such a long fucking description for a single perk out of like fucking dozens. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking ah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry for mm. I I spent the past like entire hour talking about this game. <laughs> That's alright. Hell yeah. There's that, a lot that, to talk about. Yeah. And thus ends my hour-long, spoiler-free explanation of Disco Elysium. I 
I feel like the spoiler yeah. cast is gonna be four hours long. The spoiler cast is gonna be pretty long. It might yep. be playthrough <laughs> length. <laughs> the spoiler cast is just a playthrough. I mean, yeah, I I feel like that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Straight. Hell also, yeah. if you play the game on Steam, don't look at the Steam cards you get from it. What? The Steam cards contain spoilers. Oh. Oh, sorry. I, I thought I thought it said Steam codes. I was like, can you not look at the fucking no, the oh, no, code no. for the game? Is that... the Steam co- <laughs> the the cards are yeah, fucking no, I get spoilers? You. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, there's a fucking card for the spoils the last piece of dialogue in the game perfect and i'm like that's fucked up that that's that's, don't do that that's wild like don't 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 do that don't put a fucking card of spoilers yeah also the game's fucking gorgeous Mm. this game's fucking beautiful it's the entire game looks like a painting yeah I have. I, I just realized that during this entire time, I didn't even say what the game looked like. What does the game look like before we finish off and it's, I move to my next thing? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's isometric top down and it has a painterly surreal art style. Hell yeah, I love it. Um, you that's get, based like, based and disco pilled. When the game wants to pull attention to something, you will see a beautiful detailed painting of that thing. Nice. Every perk also has a beautiful painting associated with it. Perfect. Yeah. Fucking play it. Alright, cool. Buy the game. Go play it. If you already bought it, buy it again. And then wait till March to play it. Especially yes, if you're a content creator. Because, oh boy. It's made by the indiest <laughs> fucking indie studio. I think they are like finish? 12 people. I remember you saying I, it was Finnish. Uh, let me check. I think they're Finnish. Disco Elysium. Who made this? Uh, the devs don't have a wiki page. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom Entertainment. Um, don't read the wiki article. Okay. Uh, I'm going to find it in the... What it, uh, it was written and designed by... Karelian Estonian novelist Robert Kurvitz. Alright. Sounds cool. Sounds neat. Karelians are an ethnic group who are native to the northern European historic region of Karelia, which is today split between Finland and Russia. Okay. Nice. Uh, if I, the credit list is fucking two minutes, <laughs> <laughs> the credits are like two minutes. Perfect. Um, the it's so indie. Support them. Give them money. Hell yeah, we like indies. Indies money. are good. It also has something that I think you in particular will love. Mm. In that you will encounter in a side quest, you can encounter. A failed game development studio. Oh, yes. And you can discover the story of how they failed. Fucking nice. 
It's the realest. <laughs> it's so fucking real. Great. Okay, yeah. What other games have you played? What other games have I played? Uh, last night, I finished uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. Uh, I clocked about like 41 hours. Um, that game's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's very interesting as someone who hasn't played Final Fantasy VII. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that game's really you know, good. Mm, what's up? Okay, do you know the thing about the Final Fantasy VII remake? The thing? What thing? That it's not a remake. Yes, vaguely, a little bit. It's like a, like it's a different different timeline. And the other timeline still exists. Um, yes, it's it's not a remake. It would I I think the best way to describe it is if we change the title from Final Fantasy VII Remake to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Remake. Re dash make. Hell yeah. I'd- I'm into it, but yeah, that it game that game was really good. It, yeah, I had I had nothing but good about it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, um, I don't really know what to say about it. It's uh, it's very it's very fresh. I, I need to let it sit for a while before I figure out what I think about it. Um, but I I like it a lot. It was a, I think it's a ten, but there was one really bad fight at, near the end which I don't like. Which m- might bring it down, but I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. I think the the writing and characterization of your whole party is fucking phenomenal. Um, mm. All the characters are the best, and I love them. The combat's really good. Uh, it's... It's very in-depth. It's much more in-depth than I thought it was going to be. Like, it has the sort of, like, me- like RPG mechanics you'd expect from a turn-based game. But you have to play an action game at the same time while managing all of that. Hmm. It's kind of a lot. Because um, your characters don't really... They kind of have roles, but you kind of need to force them into their roles with the weapons you pick and what upgrades you have. Um... Like, I made Tifa my healer, and I just uh, put Aerith on fucking Black Mage duty. Because she gets, uh, she can put a thing down on the floor where if anyone stands in it, you cast attacking spells twice. Uh, So she just threw spells, uh, and Tifa did healing, because she gains a lot of fucking uh, ATB by just punching. Punch. And Cloud was my big thick tank, and he's he's a good boy. I I like that all the characters felt good to play, except for Barrett when he's using melee weapons. Why did they give him melee weapons? They're bad. Um. But yeah, that that game's really good, and I'm excited to. I'm gonna play the remake. Uh, not the remake. I'm gonna play the original. Uh, at some point when I have time, because I think it's gonna be really interesting playing them in this order 
because it was always like, oh, play play the Midgar bit so you have a context. But going in with no context and then learning the stuff about, um, uh, like how it's not like a full remake. Like it, there, it, it is like a kind of separate parallel timeline. It's very mm. interesting. I'm excited to see the rest of the original game before they bring out remake two. And they put in some they put in some fucking Crisis Core shit in there, and it's super cool. Crisis Core's a cool game. I wonder if they're gonna bring Gact back. Who knows? I hope not. I wonder if they're allowed to. Even if they are, I hope not. <laughs> oh my god. Gact is oh, the reason oh, why. Oh Gact. Ah, uh, fucking Gact. <laughs> Oh my god. Fucking... <sighs> yeah, that game's really good. Uh, I didn't pay for it because it came from the library. I would very happily have paid for it. It's quite good. I will definitely buy it and do a second playthrough because I, I missed a couple of weapons. Because um, a lot of them are very. A few of them, of them are very well hidden. And I totally missed them. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a hard mode where you can't use items, which sounds like hell, but I want to try it. I want to try it. I don't think I'm going to finish it on hard, because there are some boss fights that I used a lot of fucking items in. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm shocked whenever I hear about anyone that is capable of actually using items in an RPG. Yeah, no. It, I mean, you got yeah, you get some fucking many of them, um, especially by the end where you have so much money. You're like that. Th that game also does the thing uh, several times where you 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 go toward progress and one of your party members goes, "Hey, you're not coming back from this. You sure you want to leave? You got some stuff to do, <laughs> stuff stuff to finish up." And you go, oh, "I'm gonna do the optional stuff and then and then go." <coughs> Yeah, there's um there's a little bit of like padding stuff. A few of the dungeons are a bit lengthy and blah. But uh it wasn't nearly enough to detract from the enjoyment really. There were a few like like the fucking carrying Aerith on the hands puzzle was really fucking long and really annoying. But it was it was fine. It, it it's it's good. I liked it. It was Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII. It, it, yeah. it would be difficult to go wrong with a remake of that game aside if, from if it was a bad remake. This is true. Uh, other than that, I played, I played Dokapon Kingdom on stream with uh, Lottie and Jacob and Dog. Uh, that game is Mario Party mixed with Final Fantasy Dragon Quest. It is hellish. It is super fun. Nice. It's real good. <laughs> really enjoying that. I'm really excited to see the what party members they put in the remake too. I'm I'm excited. I wonder how many remakes are gonna be. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I'm thinking like three. Maybe f mm, well, I don't know if there'll be four. Definitely three. Um, do you have anything else? 
Because uh, I, I have one more game. I too have one more game. Do your oh. game. Well, I'm just gonna let my cat in. Alright. So, last game I played. Yes. Was Noita. Ah! Yes. Um. Noita is a, a very indie game mm-hmm. that has the worst marketing I've ever seen. I see. Um. The marketing tell. talks about the okay. So the game, uh, every pixel in the game is a physical object with physical properties. Mm. Yes, that is that. Uh, the, I remember us talking about. It, I was like, you, you, you mentioned you've been playing. I was like, oh, that's the physics one, right? So in the marketing for the game, they mentioned that every pixel is a physical object, and the game is generated pixel by pixel, and mm. that's it. That's all they talk about. Yep. That's all I knew about it. When what they should be talking about is the fact that this is the game with the most customizable weapon system I've ever fucking seen. Hmm. Okay. Uh, your weapons are your wands. In a wand, each one has slots. In a slot you can put a spell, a spell modifier, a material, um, triggers or timers, uh duplication or multiple or things that will trigger multiple spells Mm. and the order that you put things in changes how it all works out and you can put multiple modifiers or materials on one spell okay meaning that you can create your own spells and your own weapons with near limitless options yeah. Because it's, again, all physics-based. So, for example, I made a spell that, on impact, created a sphere of gunpowder and then ignited it. Okay. Sounds or cool. Or you can create a spell that leaves behind it a trail of alcohol. Or a trail of, let's say, um, uh, one of the weirdest spells I made was a double shot that fired two magical bullets that had a line of gunpowder between them, and I added that they'll also have a line of fire between them, meaning that Ooh. it was a forward-moving, constant explosion line of explosions. <laughs> okay. That sounds fun. Or you can do things like uh, a fucking spell that cr- that creates a fucking uh, a burst of water and then freezes everything around it to trap enemies inside ice. That's exciting. I don't know why they didn't mention you can do shit like that. Hmm. Um, the way it works is if you have multiple spells in your uh, your wand is basically a gun. Multiple spells, each spell is a bullet. Okay. So let's say you don't care about spell customization. Take a wand with four slots. Put in every slot a uh, the basic bullet 
spell, you now have a a fucking magical assault rifle. Okay. Interesting. There are ones with with twenty five slots. Oh my god. In addition, you can modify the time between shots and the time it takes the one to reload. And that time can be negative time, meaning it will be a constant stream of spells. Some spells have a negative modifier on their own. For example, there's a spell that is a beam, a a short laser beam. Mm. Put that and reduce the reload time, and you now have a lightsaber. Oh, Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. (laughs) None of this is mentioned in the marketing. I none of this is even talked about when people talk about the game. That's weird. Why is why? I I don't know. It's so weird because that that's crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that that seems crack. like the kind of system you can get so fucking deep into. Like whole That system is fucking crack cocaine because there's no limits on what you can or can't do yeah like the i've seen the only like one of the comments i've seen is this is a game where when you pick up a gun there's a 10 percent chance it'll work like you think it would a 50 percent chance it'll kill you immediately and a 40 percent chance it will end the world Oh my god. That's a that's a that's a good ratio. Because yeah, there's there's a fucking one of the spells is black hole. Mm. You can shoot black holes. I've made multiple spells that crashed the game. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah. Because one of the spells I made was a bullet that duplicates every time it hits something. Mm. Which caused an exponential number of bullets. Because every time a bullet hits something, it turned into two bullets. Okay. And that applied to the bullets that it split into. Oh. I'm into it. That's neat. Uh, I I like exploding bullets. One of my favorite ones that I created is something I I called anime lasers. And the way it worked was (laughs) it was a laser that when it hit something exploded and then after like half a second there was a secondary explosion. Ooh. What I didn't realize when I made it was that it triggers an explosion on impact with anything. So if it passes through an enemy, it 
creates an explosion for every pixel that it went through the enemy in. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why that isn't on the that fucking should, trailer. That should be the cover. Yeah. Just, just that. Like, a, just a paragraph. Like... Put that on the back of the box. What, like, why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you put that as the selling point? Yeah, that's really... It's... it's, it's it's a roguelite, right? It's a roguelite, and mm. it's it's on the scale of roguelike to roguelite, it's like one pixel away from being roguelike. Okay. There is Neat. a very tiny amount of things that you can unlock that uh, will. Okay, when you unlock something, it doesn't give it to you in the next playthrough. Mm. It just means you can find it. Okay, yeah, it just unlocks it for the for the for the world for to, for yeah. it to be possibly spawn. I see. I I think there's like five things that it it unlocks. Nice, that's cool. So I like that. It's as close to a roguelike as a roguelite can be. Also, the game comes with a mod that you can enable that um, instead of spawning you with the default loadout, spawns you as a random type of mage. Ooh, what kind of what kind of mages are there? Uh, they can spawn you as. Um, yeah. Okay, so technically you're not a wizard; you're a witch. Cool. To remember, you're playing a witch. I like it. Um, the from the official mod that I've seen, the types I've seen was fire witch, um, ice witch, goo witch, druid. Wait, what? Uh, lightning what, witch. What was before druid? Goo witch. Oh. You use goo. Sure. I'm into it. Because I like goo. The game the game has goo with physics and um one of the things one of the first things I made was a flamethrower. Oh yeah. And I yes. did it by I did it by using the um the gust of wind effect, mm. giving it the fire trail modifier. And making it so on impact, it emits a cloud of alcohol. <laughs> okay. I then upgraded it by having it also shoot jellified oil. Nice. Because I don't, I, I don't know why the weapon customization wasn't the selling point. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Um... Okay, so uh, other classes that you can get is the Summoner, the Druid, mm. um, yeah, the, and I think, um, and Necromancer. Okay. Um, I like that they gave that as an option, in yeah. case you don't want just the default uh, starting loadouts every time, because it, it, adds, it adds an element of... Hey, maybe you can do this. And every type of uh, cool. mage that you can start with starts with perks. Like, lightning mage means that you don't take electricity damage, mm. but you also electrify everything around you. Oh, okay. Fire mage sets fire to everything you touch. Just as a passive? Yeah. Neat. Which can help and harm you because 
maybe you're walking near gunpowder. And the other thing is, despite all of that, this game is tense and kind of scary to play. It's very, it has a very creepy atmosphere. From the music to the ambient noises to the way enemies act. Okay. Avoiding enemies is a legitimate strategy in this game. That's cool. Uh, they they will go out on their own. They will attack each other. They will eat corpses. By the way, blood is a material in the game. Nice. Um, so, for example, I got a perk that made it so I heal when I drink blood. And I got a spell that um, fires a stream of blood from my wand. That's, that just sounds so, wonderful. So I would just use it to create healing pools for myself. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, also, one of the spells in the game is turn lava to blood. Oh my god. Because there are spells that turn one material to, the, to another. But it's, mm. it's very creepy and you die really fast. Okay. You are very squishy. And enemies are vicious. Nice. Um, they're also that's kind of cool. They are also move in really creepy ways, especially enemies with multiple legs, because again, physics based, they walk like real spiders. Ooh, ooh. It's fucking. And also, a lot of the time, you can't. The the game is really dark because light physics based lighting, unless you carry a torch. Oh, um, physics-based lighting? Yeah. That's neat. So a lot of the time you're walking in dark underground caverns and you'll just see glowing eyes in the dark. Yeah. Can you do, like... Is there, is there light magic? Can you, like, do spells with light? Yeah. You can make your spell glowing, you can make your spell emit glow on impact. You can do timer-based glow, spells that are fire are glowing on their own. Um, nice. Can... The laser that I mentioned earlier, you can make it a fire laser. If you want. Fire laser sounds cool. You can also make your spells freeze things on impact, or explode into fire on impact, or explode into any element on impact. Hmm. One of the spells that I've seen is called Cement. Okay. Uh, I have, at a point, created a laser beam that freezes things on impact, so I used it to create a path of ice on uh, an underground lake so I could walk across sure without realizing that freezing things on impact also applied to lava oh what happens if you freeze lava it turns into obsidian oh it's minecraft yeah. um it, nice if you burn acid, it, if you um, if you heat up acid, it turns into explosive gas. 
because materials oh, can like evaporate it. into gas. That's fun. There's a um, lot to this fucking thing, isn't there? Because the spells are physics-based and you get infinite customizability on how they work. For example, you one of the things you can get is reduce the time that a, a projectile exists. So you can turn a spell into being, instead of being ranged, to just be in a limited distance away from you or happen where you are. Mm. There's infinite customizability. It, it's fucking crazy. And there's so many mods that add more spells. Nice. That That's really fun. Okay. So yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the game has a weird, creepy atmosphere to it. Yes. Where it makes everything feel kind of terrifying. And the music and sound effects feel like it's supposed to be a horror game. Okay. Because the music isn't upbeat. It's dark, dreary music. Oh. Because the game... The game is... Dark. It's a dark, dark game. And it makes sense. Because you're playing a witch. And you can drink blood. And your enemies are either... Flesh beasts, or magical abominations, or zombified people, uh, or yeah. insane <laughs> underground cave dwellers. I mean, that would make sense. It apparently takes a lot from Finnish mythology, and that's why enemy names are like massive Finnish. Mm. Oh, this or... was the Finnish one. The Disco Elysium yeah. wasn't the Finnish one. This was the Finnish one. I remember you saying it's, uh, it something you played was Finnish. I thought it was the other one. Okay, yeah. I get you. Also, um, the game map is fucking gigantic. Mm. There's a lot of areas in it. And, like, a lot of different biomes. And most of, almost all of them are underground. But it's the kind of thing where... The game starts you at the like in front of a cave to go underground to, you know, explore underground. Yeah. But it doesn't stop you from just not going in the cave, and going the other the other direction. And there's stuff the other direction. Oh, I love stuff. Oh, what I did was I climbed on top of the mountain. Instead of going to the cave. Yeah. And I kept going, and then I hit a desert, and then I hit a pyramid, and then I get, went inside the pyramid. <laughs> and there was just another dungeon that was different. Oh. And I found a spell okay. on top of the pyramid. And then I left the pyramid and kept going, and I hit a biome that was called question mark, question mark, question mark. Hmm. I see. And then I climbed on top of a massive mountain made from a rock that I 
the game didn't know what it was, and then I went into a cave and found a a pyramid that was floating that I couldn't break open, but I knew there was something inside it. Okay. That that sounds neat. <laughs> there's it's like there's stuff in every direction. Hmm. I also don't think there's NPCs in the game. Oh yeah. I I have I haven't seen an NPC in the game. There's I found flavor text. I found objects with text on them I have not spoken to a person in the game hmm. but I also somehow managed to anger the gods at some point uh-huh and I know that because the game told me that the gods are angry with me also at some point I made <laughs> a spell and the moment I fired the wand the game flashed a text in front of me that said yeah. the gods are impressed with you Oh. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what, is, I don't what does know. that mean? I don't know what that means. What does it what does it mean that the gods are impressed with me? Yeah. That's that's funny. It's it's also very indie and I just Okay, it's made by the people that made Crayon Physics Deluxe, The Swapper, and Baba is You. Ooh. And it's inspired by Liero, which... Do you know about Liero? Uh, yes, I do. In yeah, fact. it's inspired by, by that game. And I'm like, I can't believe anyone even knows about that game. Least of all, is going to make a game inspired by that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Also, the fucking... Okay, I'm just gonna... What the fuck is it? So the humanoid enemies in the game are called Hissy. H-I-I-S-I. Ooh. That sounds Which neat. makes me think of Control. <laughs> <laughs> because in Control, the hiss is spelled as H-I-I-S, and Control has a lot of Finnish stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Because it's also made by a Finnish dev. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so there's the history. and I think I saw someone is made a co-op mod for mod for that game, which is interesting. That's neat. Uh, that game it's it's also incredibly indie. Um, like. It's such an indie game that with the class uh, mod, the official class mod, whenever you start a new run, the game restarts. Ooh. Like the game closes and opens itself. Because it's really indie. <laughs> and it's made by like four people. The hell yeah. Um... I don't... And, like... Okay, so I told you all of this. Why is none of this in the marketing? <laughs> yeah. It's... Hmm. 
It's like... It sounds so much cooler when you tell me about it than everything I've heard about. <laughs> yeah. Why is the marketing so terrible for yeah. this game? Like, the trailer just talks about how every pixel can burn, and it's like... Yeah, but you can turn every pixel into a bolt of magic. You sure can. You can turn... You can give knockback to your magic bullet minigun to turn it into a jetpack. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Why is that not mentioned? <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the Steam page. Mm. The only mention that you can modify your wands is two lines, which says oh. your own magic. Create new spells as you delve deeper into the cavern. Use magic to crush your enemies and manipulate the world around you. Without fucking mentioning that you can, for example, one of the spells is uh, just summon an explosive, uh, a propane tank. <laughs> and I got great. a wand that was summon, pro throw propane tank mm. and apply ice to it. Ooh. Which made it so it was a propane tank that froze things on impact and it, it exploded into... Uh, free into fucking cryogenic gas that froze things on it that it touched. That's pretty neat. That's pretty fucking neat. Oh, it's made by three people. That's not a lot of people. It's three devs. That's three. That's three. Three dudes. That's wild. Petri Puro. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce these names. No, One that's okay. Is... It finishes. It's weird. <laughs> it's like. Also, all of those games are fucking super indie games. Like, mm. Crayon for the... Baba is You is like a popular indie game. But yeah. the Swapper. The sw I played the Swapper. The Swapper is good. That isn't. It is an NDS game, though. Yes, that it is. It's, that it you is. You can feel the jank. You can fucking smell the jank. Yeah, Noita. It. I also Noita. Noita has Twitch integration. Oh, fun! Uh, you can have your you can have chat vote on things to appear or happen. Nice. For example, give you a perk or spawn an enemy or cause an explosion. Mm. Uh, or you can also have it so that enemies will be named after people in chat. Oh, that's cool. I, I like yeah. that sort of thing. I like. I like. I like. Really like um, good Twitch integration. Yeah, it's cool. Is and again, not mentioned in advertising. No, it's not important. Don't worry. It's, like, um, it's whatever. The trailer shows a tiny bit of customization, 
and it, I just sounded a spell that I don't know how it works. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, they just shot a magic projectile that was a beam of acid, liquid acid. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, terrible marketing. Really good game. Nice. Um, mm. Very much a roguelike. I kind of <laughs> wish it wasn't. Oh, yeah? I kind of wish that you could choose the spells you start with. Hmm. Because... I want to just mess with the spell customization. <laughs> you no, know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get you. I just kind of want to mess with it. But I, I get why not, because being able to construct your own spells from the start is... That's a lot of power to have. <laughs> Too much power for one man to wield. I mean, like... Oh, right. Physics-based. So, for example, lightning stuff plus water is electrified water. It, the electricity yeah. will spread through the water with, like, a, a pattern. So, cover your enemies in liquid and explode into electricity is big damage. Yeah, that sounds it. I... Yeah. So yeah, Noita, good game. Play nice. it. It's very, very finish. Very finish. Very finish. Yeah. So what was the last game you played? Uh, final game is what I'm currently playing uh, on stream. It's uh, Leighton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Director's Cut uh, on the Switch. Hey. It's pretty cool um i like doing puzzles uh yeah, yeah we've, we've had a good time streaming it um i say we it's me um i've had a good time streaming it uh yeah i think the the puzzle design's pretty good i'm in on case uh i think next stream is starting case 6 out of 12 uh, it's mm. only just gotten like kinda hard like there were a couple I was stuck on but they weren't like super difficult um, so it, it, it's it's getting up there um, I think the, the plot is pretty simplistic so far most of the mysteries are very kind of Scooby-Doo-esque which makes sense. It's a, it's a, an E for everyone game for children. It doesn't really make sense because I don't think children are going to solve these these puzzles. Children aren't going to get many picarats. But it's it's pretty cool. I like solving puzzles. Uh, Catriel's cute. The characters are kind of neat. Uh, it's 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 a bit hit and miss in the kind of story and character department, but there there's some good stuff there. I'm, I'm enjoying it. That dog is an asshole. He's a he's a weird character. I'm, I'm interested to see what, where he goes. Because, um, I don't know if you caught the very beginning, but the, how he joins the team 
as he turns up and goes, Hello, I'm a dog. I can speak. I have amnesia. Help. And she's like, Haha, you work for me now. <laughs> Is that dog going to be Leighton? I don't know. Fuck, now that you said it. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. That would be stupid. That would be stupid. Don't make this a fucking Detective Pikachu. Oh Fuck. no. Oh the no. moment I said it, it oh, just no. fucking clicked. <laughs> now I'm upset. Uh... <laughs> Because it makes too much sense with the writing of that game. No. I didn't. That, hey, look, I didn't. If, I didn't if, have that thought. I was. I was perfectly happy not having had that thought. Now that thought will never leave me until I finish thing, that game. If it turns, if it turns out to not be that, then it'll be a pleasant surprise. That's true. Yeah. I feel like it will probably be that. I'm going to have a mind to just spoil myself on it and see if, mm, you know? No, because I'm, I'm going to figure it out from you. Mm. You're going to be too obvious. You're going to get all giggly. I, w- I want the, ho- the horror to be a surprise. That's fair enough. <laughs> No, yeah. Well, that, that game's good. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm still playing it. Don't have final thoughts because I'm like barely went just about midway through it. Mm. It's alright. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. Oh. That's it. That's it for me. Do uh, be uh, things that do be the video uh, games i could talk about 5d chess with multiverse time travel but there's not much to talk about with that game it, it's what it says on the tin yeah it's it's chess we played we played a game of that it was fucked up it eh? just kept going it never ended i mean you won did i i don't remember yeah, you did I just kind of started hitting buttons after a while. Cause it's, I was like, how many really kings difficult. can I get onto one board at any one time? It gets really difficult to keep note of everything that's happening after a while. Yeah. Because you get to like the you get to like the sixth timeline and you're like, oh god. Oh god. Oh no. Oh no. It just keeps going. It just it keeps happening and you're like I could you get to the point where you, you you start thinking to yourself is it worth surviving another turn if I'm going to make another time? <laughs> it's like, is, I I could keep myself from losing but then the game would go on for another 2 hours. Oh. Because you're like ugh, it I, it, like it's very easy to like just escape something bad happening. Yeah, but it just keeps going. Because to win the game, you basically need 
a fucking fractal victory. Yeah. Which, for those that aren't familiar with the term, means you need to be winning in every possible timeline. Like, yeah. you need to make sure that no matter what happens in past, future, or alternative timeline, the, your opponent cannot escape losing. It's so Which dumb. is great. It's so dumb. It, it's, 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 I feel like that's a podcast game. Maybe. That's a game yeah. to play while recording a fucking yeah. podcast. <laughs> it will be 15 hours long. It will just devolve, it will just spiral into despair. I've, I've had games in, against AI where the AI got to the point where it was taking 45 minutes for each turn. Fuck. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting game. I'm not up. convinced it's a good game, and I don't think anyone intended it to be. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but of it's a fucked up do. game. It's fun. It's so... Because it's so satisfying... When everything clicks and you're like, I'm gonna do this, and you do that, and you fucking see the screen explode into red lines oh, yeah. of I, you I, killing in every timeline. I don't have the fucking patience. There are games that stretch the limits of my ADHD medication. That fucking limit breaks them. It... I, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Yeah, that game's cool. <laughs> you play it if you want to hurt yourself and your friends. Yeah, which means we we need to play it on stream at some point. We we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, See, I don't want to play it. I don't like it. It hurts. It's so boring. It's so long. We should play on stream. Here's the thing, I uh, I also have ADHD, but to me, this game is like ADHD medication on its own. Mm. Where, like, I play it when I need to focus on something else I'm listening to. I see. Because it's like, it's basically a fucking... Um, it's, it's like a it's fidget, fidget toy. Spinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fidget spinner. It's Just like something click to click stuff. on in the background. Yeah, that's... It's like the thing and it moves. Yeah. There are a few games that are like that. Most of them aren't as stressful. I like to play Floating Point. We just kind of oh, swing. Floating Point's fucking great. You just kind of swing. It's got nice physics. It reminds me of the Attack on Titan tribute game. Floating Point is fucking wonderful. It's... It's... It's a thing that can only exist as an indie game. Yeah. It's like a little, a little free indie thing. That just exists. You can swing, and that's it. You swing around. The, you do it quickly. It's also it's by the dev that that made um fucking uh, the the is it gunpoint. Oh, I thought we were gonna say Noita. I was like, holy shit! No, oh, is it by the, by the gunpoint? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Gunpoint and the other game that is a roguelike. Sure. Uh, I feel like I know it. It's, it's on the game. tip of my tongue. Oh, I know exactly the one. The space heist thing. Ah. Uh, what's it fucking called? 
Heat Signature. Heat Signature, that's the one. Which is a game that I wish I could get into. Actually, speaking of Gunpoint, I, I was reminded when you talking about um, Disco Elysium, how like you'd have the dialogue option with like continue on it. Uh, how Gunpoint has one of my favorite bits of dialogue in a video game, where you get the kind of Fallout style uh, choice, where like you have you have the options you choose for your dialogue, and one of them has like a lie in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like because all the dialogue is texting over a phone, so if you press that one, your character sends the message as like lie. The the da 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 da. It's like, did you just write lie in front of your text? And it's like, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I love lie options in video games, especially when you're given an option and then the next one is lie in the same option. Yeah. It's That's like true. yes or lie yes. So good, because you 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 not you're doing it purely for yourself. Yeah, when you, you when you pick that option, it's it's the the same dialogue where you have you have the truth option and your character texts the one person they're talking to like truth. This thing is like you don't have like I I trust you. You I you don't, you don't need to specify you're telling the truth. I like I believe you. <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> weird bastard with your hyper trousers. I, I, I just saw that. Oh, fuck, I, I love that it's called hyper trousers. Fucking hyper trousers. I want hyper trousers. That, that game's fucking amazing. That game's good. I should stream that one day yeah. when I'm bored. It's a wonderful puzzle game. It's super neat. Oh, God, I just saw that this person made a third game. Wait, multiple third games. Uh, third and fourth. They made something called Tactical Breach Wizards. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which... The fuck that is that? sounds pretty interesting. What is it called? Suspicious Developments. They made the, is the company and they made Tactical Breach Wizards. Tactical Breach Wizards. Sure. Why not? You know. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, it's not, not out yet. Um, mm, okay. But okay, that looks interesting. Perfect. I. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, Sounds I'll cool. Take it. Why not? They made gunpoint. They can do no wrong. Exactly. More people need to know about Gunpoint. Yeah, Gunpoint's such a fucking good game. It's also the last game I can think of that actually had a demo. It's, I, I can think of several, but I, sure. Oh, okay. Do you know what's in the special edition for Gunpoint? I, I don't, I don't think so. Every dev build. Ooh. That's Every major fun. dev build of Gunpoint is available in the special edition and you can play them. That's super neat. I don't have the patience I... to do that, but that's super cool. They also all have dev commentary. That's cool. I like dev commentaries. I like dev commentaries a lot. I I really appreciate the ability to for the, a dev going, Hey, I'm going to show you how this game was made. Yeah, and you can fee- play the game as it was being made. That's really cool. Yeah, 
I, I, did, I actually didn't know about that. That's actually super cool. It also has a soundtrack, which is phenomenal. Soundtrack good. Very good. Anyway, that's it. We're not doing yeah, we're not doing was, news today because there's fucking nothing, and also I'm really tired. I I've, I've been awake been recording for four hours. I've been awake since seven p.m. last night. It is currently nine fifty-seven. You need to go to sleep. I overslept, and I was like, "I'm gonna finish Final Fantasy." Then I finished Final Fantasy. And I'm like, <laughs> if I sleep now, it's my sleep schedule is just gonna stay messed up. I'm just gonna stay awake until tomorrow night, and now it's tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. All right. That was four hours of my throat. Yeah. That's like shit. Hell yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, one last thing. Yes. Sponsor us, Bad Dragon. Hell yeah. Anyway, hi, I'm Arvid from Breakdown707 on Twitch and Twitter and everywhere. I'm streaming Professor Layton for the next uh, week, probably. Uh, the Monday week five, we're starting a new playthrough. I don't know what yet, but it'll be fun. That's it. Uh, I'm Scott from Scotland on fucking everything. You can find me on almost every platform. I'm not on MySpace. Damn, you've got to get on that. Someone's going to steal your handle. Yeah, I'm already on Tumblr and I, I only need one dead platform that I'm on. Oh. <laughs> uh, look, yeah. for, look forward to the Disco Elysium stream in March. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's, it's gonna be four hours of us on a pause screen discussing what we just saw. Yep, that's that's the shit we like. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's it. We're out. Goodbye. That's all for now. Thank you very much for listening. This is City Girl behind me now with a song called Jiyun's Sunset. As always, more content to come. All relevant links are in the show notes. And until next time, have a good one.